I'm Aaron Armstrong. I'm Pete Moran. I'm Ryan Bolin. And we love to watch. We love to watch Spooktober mid-month check-in. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming Fed to the rules and I'll hit the ground running Didn't make sense not to live for fun Your brain gets smart but your head gets dumb So much to do, so much to see So what's wrong with taking the back streets? You'll never know if you don't go You'll never shine if you don't glow This is good, I mean, I will probably clean that up But, uh, yeah, I mean, we, uh, we clearly have not talked to people <laughs> Where would you, <laughs> po- where would you possibly clean that up? I don't know Uh, we, we have, we, just the, the the concept of recording a podcast, talking to other human beings, because we've been like we've been preparing for I don't know nuclear winter. Basically, we've been locked away, and now we're trying to do this again. But yeah, we're, we love to watch. We're a movie podcast. We pick a theme. We do movies over the course of the month around that theme. Normally, we are doing it right now. If you're listening to us, just prattle on here. We also have episodes that are out around uh, anthology horror movies. We got Tales from the Crypt. We got Vault of Horror. We got Tales from the Hood. Uh, well, creep show, VHS stuff, all that's coming out. But we're also doing what we do every single year, which is Peter, myself, and now Ryan try to watch as many new to us horror movies that we can over the 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 course of the month of October. I should say that didn't used to be the challenge. The challenge used to be we tried to watch thirty one new to us horror movies. And everything else, if we if we got higher than 31, that was just gravy. It was just gravy. It was icing on the cake. It was a little, little like, nice-to-have situation. I got a little bit more. Now I feel like it's turned into – it's gotten way out of hand. We've <laughs> no, lost no, Aaron, I thought we all, we all agreed. We were going to do 32 movies exactly, and we were going to stop, right? I've definitely thought a couple of times, like – is this out of control? I don't know. I, don't, I, don't know. <laughs> I was telling someone, I uh, was like, I'm trying, they were like, I, you've inspired me. I'm going to try to watch 31 new to me horror movies. And I'm like, yeah, we've moved way beyond that. <laughs> like it is out of control. The game is hit. I hit. So we're recording this on the 13th. I hit 31 movies. This is a hundred percent true on the fifth. I, I think I was the seventh. I think, I think I got it within a week still. Uh, it's uh, it it really has gotten out of control. I I thought this year you guys were mocking me early on. I think uh, I, I intuited the tone via text. We're like, oh, Mister, I have a baby. I don't know how many I'm going to be able to do this year. <laughs> um, that, I mean, Again, you obviously didn't. Com- the theme of this year is Aaron gets more and more paranoid every episode. <laughs> I just like, I'm like I, don't, I don't think anybody said that. So I just like I just like how much you read into it. <laughs> I doubt, no, I you all doubted me, so I hold on. I my do family. think you said I've been living in a Motel Six hold, hold for fourteen no, days. You're, you're, you're absolutely right. I'm sure. I'm sure. You... Hold on, Ryan. Uh, Peter did say what I. Peter did say, "Oh, Mister, I have a baby this year, and I don't know." How I don't know. That doesn't do. sound like the Peter I know. Yeah, I would, the I Peter would, that you know is warped by either. horror movies. But what it, it turned out here's what it turned out is that I actually had way more time. Than uh, than I've had in previous years because in previous years, even during COVID times, it wasn't like on a weekend or a night like you were doing stuff with the kids. There wasn't like an activity that you're doing that was like acceptable to just sit in a room. The thing is, when you're watching a baby or you're getting up with a baby in the middle of the night, 
you can be helping out quite a bit by just sitting in a room and not and basically just like, you know, holding a baby or or uh, or playing a little bit with a baby while they lay on the floor. So it turns out that combined with the fact that Maya is even more into watching horror movies, combined with the fact that uh, my wife has apparently even given up on watching anything she's interested in over the next 31 <laughs> days and just has seated the TV to me every single night and doesn't bother asking about it. I mean, it's 13 days. I can still change. Uh, it's gotten more out of control than normal. Yeah, me. it seems like the middle of the night uh, up with the babies had been a blessing in disguise. Every once in a while, you, uh, we wake up and you're like, well, I watched half of this in the at 4 a.m. And, uh, <laughs> and so that that's good. That works towards the list. Uh, yeah, that's definitely been the case. So I still – the thing that's going to slow me down is that um, I have a work trip the last week of October. But I have – to kind of make up for it, I have taken off Friday the 28th and uh, Halloween Day from work. So I think even even if that does set me back, I'm going to go pretty hard. I, I'm at 60. We'll, well, we can go through this and then we'll go through some of our like all the faves and things that were disappointments and little themes that have already emerged. I'm at 66 as of the 13th. I'm sure I'm halfway through uh, my 67th, which I'm sure I'll finish tonight um, after we're done recording. I told you guys, I think my new goal is – I did 114 last year, um, and I think my new goal is uh, 124, which is um, an average – which is f- at, f- at least four a day, basically. Uh, what about you guys? Where are you at? What are you thinking by way of uh, pace, if you're going to keep it up? what Do you have any number goals in mind that would make you happy? Okay. Well, right now I'm at – what am I at? I'm at 53, which is still ridiculous. Um I don't know. I mean, at this pace, I'm I'm thinking I'll probably hit 100 again, which is just ridiculous. But beyond that, I don't know. We'll see. I I, I will say in years past, seeing Aaron's number goes up definitely gets the competitive side of me. Where I'm like, well, I got to get close at least. So if you're if you're pushing for a high number, then that'll definitely probably drive mine up as well, which is fun. Um, but I don't know. I'm I'm figuring 100 again, which is kind of crazy. But beyond that, I, we'll see. I think 100 again would be. It would be my third year hitting 100, but I think it would be your fourth in a row. No, that's uh, – I just actually scrolled down. No, I think that would be my third. I do probably watch – like, it's a very fun competition. I'm actually not all that competitive in my real life. But, when, Ryan, when you get within 10 movies of me, I'm like, fuck, I got to really – Oh, no. I mean, Peter obviously knows me really well. I'm just like, I'm not I'm – not super competitive until it comes down to the stupidest thing and then all of a sudden I'm like I'm <laughs> no. like ooh wait this means more than anything else I should I should really like okay but I will say uh, even today this week a little bit I've slowed down just the I mean still watching plenty of movies but just the every possible minute filled with it kind of took a back <laughs> yeah. a little bit which is fine um but no I'm thinking I'm thinking there'll be there's a weekend in there where I'll probably be watching a lot of movies, and then I was actually thinking about taking that that Friday and Monday off as well, just because I've got I've got some PTO and I was looking for a long weekend. I was like, well, I could just wrap up, you know, October with really too many movies, and so you know <laughs> yeah. that's probably what I'll end up doing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm at forty two, and oh, excuse me, forty one, and then I'm like halfway through my forty two. So, um, yeah. So as of yeah, uh, October thirteenth, I'm at forty one, which I think might be my fastest pace, um, ever. Um, it's pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah, which means I could most certainly, uh, in if I wasn't doing any plans for the rest of the month, I could most certainly hit a hundred. 
Given the fact that I'm going to be in uh, on vacation in Mexico for about uh, five, six days, so I'm going to go to Hawaii last year. Um, I'm thinking I'm, I'm going to be in the 80s again, um, maybe maybe low 90s. Um, but um, who knows? Um, I might also just <laughs> take another day uh, around Halloween and just uh, burn through and get those last 10 and get over the line. Um, Here's the thing. As someone who spent a... I was just going to say, as someone who spent part of a Spooktober in Mexico myself, it was very exciting to find all the new horror movies that were available on the streaming services when you <laughs> logged in on the hotel TV. Yeah. So you may be like, holy shit, I have access to new stuff. Yeah, because, like, Netflix works in Mexico, but, like, the library might be different. Like, I'll still totally get Netflix different. originals, yeah. but, like, yep. I, I won't get, like... You know, whatever whatever licensing deals they have. Um, I don't I don't know how motivated I am to get to 100 this year because, like, one thing I've been doing this year is we've been once a week. And now, I guess twice this week, I've been having, um, like, movie nights with friends. And when I'm doing that, I don't want to necessarily go out on a limb always. Um, so... I, I'll be like, oh, I really, really want my friends to see Near Dark. It's on Criterion right now. Um, a lot of them haven't seen it, and they won't be able to see it whenever it leaves Criterion, right? <laughs> so yeah. I showed I showed a, a close friend of mine uh, Near Dark last night, and I was like, that was filling me with horror energy. That was like, that was really, really exciting, because uh, he was like, that barroom scene just like filled him with energy. It was contagious. Uh, he, yeah. he was like pumping his fist. And he was like, I miss Bill Pax. And I was like, I, I, I do too. Um, but, uh, and then we did, we, we rewatched, uh, Get Out as like a projector night thing. Um, and watching a whole group of people that only some of them had seen it was so fun. Like, it was fun to see people who were like, Maybe horror fans, maybe not, but, like, we're all friends, so we're together uh, watching a movie. Like, that kind of injected me with, yeah, that horror energy, and uh, I didn't think that evening, I wasn't like, ooh, I could have gotten two movies in tonight. I was like, <laughs> I, I, I was like, oh, yeah, horror movies rule. I'm really, really glad that I'm, like, full of this energy, and I finally got my wife to watch Get Out after five fucking years. Yeah. Well, okay, so actually, this I had an idea uh, a little different this year. Instead of uh, us kind of taking turns going through our, our lists, um, might be a little bit more fun to, like, name a category. And then, yeah. and then we can kind of, like, what fits in that category. And so speaking of your youngest, Elliot, uh, I want to talk about uh, kid, kid spookies. Because last year, Aaron, you had... Like maybe the past couple of years, you've had a theme of trying to see all these kids' spooky movies and see yeah. which ones actually are worth watching. Um, so yeah, uh, Aaron Ryan, you want to you want to take the lead and talk about uh, movies for kids that you yeah. Watch? So I'll 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 like have a separate section for like movies for Maya, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Maya watched. Yeah, sorry, for movies my... for movies that were intended for children. <laughs> yeah. So so far, the thing that Elliot has really got into Elliot's for. She, we watched um, a couple of Scooby-Doo cartoon movies, and we'd watched a couple of those last year. I, I found a list of, like, the best of those straight-to-movies, and we watched two that were actually really good. Uh, one, like, that I think is considered, like, the best from 97, like, um, uh, Zombie Island, which I loved, <clears throat> and then, like, Camp Scare. I think um, I've seen Zombie we, Island just when I was, like, you know, 10. I was going to say. Yeah, I, I, really, I mean, it, I, I really liked it. And so we watched a couple of those so far this year, including a new one that just came out uh, called Trick or Treat Scooby-Doo, which I'd seen people in the Dissolve actually post that it was, like, the best of these movies in the last 10 years. And I agree. I gave it, like, I think I gave it four stars. I was going to say, I saw I did, you give yeah. it a good, good star rating. I was like, yeah. maybe I'll check it out. Like, whenever I see that, I'm always like, 
all right, maybe I'll check it out. Who knows? Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. And then we finally watched both of the live action Scooby Doo movies from uh, I think two thousand two and two thousand four. And um, the first one's kind of iffy. the the th- The second one, Scooby Doo Two Monsters Unleashed, is uh, I mean, it's not great, but it is like a lot of fun. It is. It definitely has. It was written by James Gunn. It has some of that energy. The direction and the special effects are terrible. It's really leaning into two thousand four, two thousand two era CGI. But like, I had a good. It wasn't uh terrible. I had a good time. Uh, I had a really good time with both of those. The, the two things that I had a terrible time with that I watched with, uh, well, one of them I just watched with Maya, I guess, but um, Hocus Pocus 2, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of the original Hocus Pocus, but Hocus Pocus 2 is fucking terrible. It's like frustratingly bad. It is like, <laughs> it is, and there's a scene that goes on for 10 minutes where they go into a Walgreens and just riff like they're confused. Like literally it's like, there's a mirror and they're like, oh, what's this now? What's the, it, it's like, they're like, hey, just be, just be old witches in this Walgreens for 15 minutes and like be funny. Like it, it's fucking garbage. It's the worst thing. Through text, it was so funny because the way you phrased it, I couldn't tell if you were going to say, uh, uh, orig- I can't remember what you said, but it, you were like, oh, man, I couldn't tell if you were going to be like, it's actually pretty good. And instead, you were just like, no, I'm legitimately cringing to the point where I'm not sure if I can keep watching this movie. Like I, It was like the most intense text that I've gotten where I'm like, I'm not going to watch Hocus Pocus I was embarrassed. Like, I was embarrassed for, like, I have nothing against the three stars of that movie. Like, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker. Like, sure. I was, like, embarrassed for them. It was like someone dared some people that are in their 60s to do something that like everyone else knew was embarrassing and they're doing it. Like, that's what it felt like to me. It was, it was garbage. And then dark shadows, the Tim Burton adaptation of was, uh, was a ton of garbage. Like it is embarrassingly bad, even for a late era, a Tim Burton movie. Uh, and then, uh, I had a iffy time an okay time with the monsters, the new, um, the new Rob Zombie movie. It is weirdly a origin story. Like it's a prequel to the TV show. So the trailer did not look good. I'll be honest. No, I mean, I gave it, it three stars. I, it's, it's definitely not a recommend. I, so I wasn't all that familiar with the monsters as a TV show. I got the sense of it as I started watching it. It went to the, like where they're like, they're monsters living in a neighborhood and they think everyone else is, is scary and they want them to be monsters or something like that, which is different than the Adams family who doesn't care about anyone else in the neighborhood. Um, but it is, yeah, it's weirdly a prequel. So the first hour and a half is how all these, these people I don't care about meet in, in Transylvania. It was, it's, and I think those are like, Oh, the other thing that I had a good time with, um, I watched, this is kind of a compilation movie, but in the same way I count Neil C. Sierra albums as, uh, as movies, uh, it was 90 minutes long. I watched, uh, I had to find it on, uh, daily motion, but it was called Disney Halloween, a wonderful world of Disney. It was like a two hour special, uh, with both original sequences, uh, that were pretty cool and, uh, and, and, you know, stuff from spooky stuff from cartoons and, uh, I watched that. I had to watch it on my tablet with Maya, but we had a good time with that. That uh, yeah. was my kid stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. Um, I I didn't ha- I didn't watch any of those ones. Uh, I did watch one that I think maybe both of you watched. I'm not sure. Uh, Mom's got a, Mom's got a date with a vampire. I, I did watch that. Maya and I had a good time with that. Yeah, I've been watching. Yeah. So last year, my my wife and I watched. Um, a bunch of them, like the Halloween Town movies and stuff, and I was like, I had nostalgia for them, and I, but like obviously I haven't seen them since I was like ten years old. Um, 
but uh, I, I didn't like really any of them. And then over the summer, I watched one of the Xenon movies. Like I've watched a few of these movies in the past year, just because the past couple of years, just because Disney Plus makes it too easy. Um, and I, just, I don't like almost any of them. No. Um, I think Johnny. Uh, yeah, I've fun. watched a few in the past few years too. In there, yeah, and I haven't watched any since I was a kid. So I kind of do want to dip my toes in into the Disney Plus Disney original the. Disney Channel movies. Yeah, I'm counting Mom's Got a Day with a Vampire. I've never seen it. Uh, I, I certainly would count Mom's Got a Day with a Vampire for you, Ryan, because probably the last time you saw it, it's before our, our junior high cutoff. Um, oh, yeah, it was, it was, you know, while it was still on Disney Channel. Yeah, yeah, so if you were curious. But yeah, Mom's Got a Day with a Vampire, genuine laughs. Uh, the two lead stars are actually really funny. Like, I don't know, it's like a breezy, it's a breezy kids movie. It's, it is, it's better than it has any right to be. Um, and it does play around with, like, vampire lore, like an actual horror movie, which I think is neat. Um, but, yeah. That one's a good one. And then have you watched, um, what is it, Phantom of the Megaplex? That one, for some reason, I always remember liking. I haven't watched that one. I haven't, I yeah, have I haven't watch watched that. that one either, yeah. I'll have to watch that one uh, this uh, this year then, because uh, right, that was right as, as the recommended next pick. Um, oh, nice. I still, I'm pitching just do the whole Zombies trilogy. I... Maybe it's because I've heard the song so many times and I've watched the movies, but like I, 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 I lean towards actually enjoying those movies. Zombies trilogy. Uh, yeah, they're like zombie musicals. I think they're sort of like uh, um, what's the what's the movie we watched together, Ryan? Um, the oh, Romeo and wait, Juliet. I've seen like I've seen like random pictures for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll probably get around to that too, just because I'm looking for. My wife doesn't really like scary movies too much. Um, but yeah, another one that is on Disney Plus that I never actually saw was Frank and Weenie. Um, I found it fairly delightful. Um, yeah, Frank and Weenie okay. is nice. Yeah, I when I first saw it, it was in that like fuck Tim Burton era, and I think like watching it now, like that like. It well, a it only got worse. It's still but now, stop motion. Yeah. He doesn't really make stuff anymore. But yes, it's a very charming stop motion animation movie that ends with like a kaiju attack with a gremlin attack in it, and like Martin Short and Catherine O'Hara are both in it, and are like pretty funny as side characters, as their main characters. For some reason, they don't really let them make jokes. But um, Catherine O'Hara, I didn't know she was playing like doing one of the voices, and she made me laugh so hard. And then at the end of the movie, I was like, oh, that was Catherine O'Hara. That's why it made me laugh so hard. So <laughs> um, yeah, I mean it's. Not it's not great it's not it's not nightmare before christmas it's not any any of those uh henry selick era movies but like incredibly charming i think it got a bad rap yeah have you uh i know peter hasn't right have you seen the original short that was like the first tim burton thing before even Wee's big adventure uh yeah but it's been a while because i watched frank and weenie sometime right after college uh because i remember the only reason i remember is because i remember i downloaded it from like a website that just had it up and so i just saved it and it took like eight hours to download and it's like i'll just watch it later and then came back but then i think i did pull up the uh the original short but it's been a while but yeah but yeah i have to check that out another couple movies that i consider absolutely like for children um is like jurassic world uh fallen kingdom i don't i don't know that one that one's actually somewhat intense um I, the movie has the movie has a child's like logic. Like I I can only watch it with like a five year old's brain. It's it's one of the dumbest movies I've ever seen. But I had a good time watching it. Um, it is uh it has enough plot holes to suspend that entire stupid CinemaSins industry for a year. Um, but the final sequence is the last half hour is really good with the chase through the house. Um, with the the new Indoraptor guy. Um, pretty yeah. Fun. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really the only one besides the first one that I think tries 
to be a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. I think I think um I think there's pieces in Lost World um like when the raptors are chasing people through the corn, the like cornfield or the the maze. Uh, sorry, the, yeah. they're oh, yeah. chasing people through yeah. the, the the tall grass. I think is actually really really good and it's it's Spielberg actually operating at the top of his craft. Um but most of that movie is is kind of sillier. Um Doctor, I, I held I held off on this specifically to get it into Spooktober, and I watched WandaVision in anticipation of for this. But Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, um, yeah, I had a really middling reaction to this because so much of it is just Marvel bullshit. The middle half hour or forty five minutes that it's a Sam Raimi movie was fun, but it's just it's just not my thing. These movies make me really feel kind of empty on the inside. I do like that it it, it did have a, a notable Sam Raimi stink on it in the best yeah. way possible. But it's all in the middle. Like it starts off and it's that smug bull. I really hate Benedict Cumberbatch. It's that and super I hate Doctor Strange. Marvel, Marvel bullshit. Yeah, and I will, it I will starts there and it kind of ends there too. <laughs> when he throws the cape on and like does his little martini drink, throws the cape on and kind of rolls off the balcony. I'm like, okay, that was cool. But then the rest of it, you're just like, okay, very Marvel, very. Which is, I, I'm yeah. fine with it, but I definitely get it. Yeah, no, no, no problem. Like people are allowed to like this stuff. I, uh, as a non-fan, I tried to catch up and try and get, tried to get synced up and it, it didn't work. Um, I did also watch and I quite liked, um, Werewolf by Night. Um, that is so cool. Um, it's technically in the MCU. I got too sleepy trying to think about how it's connected with the MCU. I didn't feel like Googling that. Um, but it's a really cool 55 minute or so werewolf kind of short, yeah. short movie. Yeah. Very stylish. weirdly weirdly bloody like i was gonna say the the uh, fights are really fatal and direct i think it's r it's cool it's really cool if this is what Um, if this wasn't any indication of what blade was going to be like awesome but uh uh, now now nobody knows what blade's gonna be like (laughs) um no i agree too i was i was pleasantly surprised with the amount of violence blood I, i mean for a marvel movie of course but i was kind of surprised and then i was wondering whether the black and white was purely artistic or if it was a way to kind of skirt some of the the violence but i think it was just an artistic choice i had the same thought i had the same thought because there's like actual like black blood in it and i'm like oh like this is oh yeah yeah um kind of get on fired (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah ryan so what apart from uh werewolf by night what sort of family kids movies family movies did you watch um the only i think the only ones let me see would you consider the house the house I, maybe would probably be kind of kid friendly i know you watched that one as well yeah um maybe would fall in there but then other than that i watched the two animated adams family movies oh yeah um and those were very uh just like while i was doing other stuff i think one i was you know making pizzas or something like that and the other was i was doing some chores while i was watching it but uh not very good i mean yeah i've seen the first one it's it's pretty bad yeah it's you know, less than fine, but it's a kid's movie, so there are certain points, whatever. I really did not like uh, Nick Kroll is uh, Fester, and he's just he's just doing a classic Nick Kroll on, like, big mouth voice type thing. And I'm just like, oh, this is not a good fit. For I mean, there are plenty of other reasons why the movie's not very good, but that was just, like, a weird oddball. I'm like, hmm, it's just him doing that usual, that usual voice he does. <laughs> and here it's like, okay, all right. Right. Yeah, that's uh, that's not that yeah. appealing. Um, the animated like series that kind of surprised me, and we, I have the fourth one on my list for the kids this year, is the Hotel Transylvania series, which... Um, oh, I still haven't seen any of those. Like, it, the third one's actually pretty good, but no, but all of them are inoffensively fun kid movies. Okay. I, I don't mind that. I like that, and I, I actually feel like this year, I mean, partially because I want, I've been 
purposely trying to pick some some better movies, some movies I've missed over the years, all that kind of stuff. But I do need like a it's it's late at night. I just want to watch the first forty minutes of of something, and it's like that might be a good slot for just like okay, throw on like a little kids movie, and then I can finish it up in the morning. Well, the guy that made the Hotel Transylvania movies is uh, what's his name? I'm I'm less uh, is uh, Jendi Tark. Tartakovsky? Jenji Tartakovsky. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Who did like, yeah, the, a bunch of alt, adult, uh, adult swim stuff. So Primal and Samurai Jack, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the, the legend, it, do, it does have some pedigree behind it. And like the third one I, is where they let him be like writer and director and have a lot of freedom. So yeah. Neat. Neat. All right. Um, yeah. Let's, let's keep it moving on to the second category, which is uh, franchise entries. So if you watch Friday the 13th, part seven or anything that's kind of in a sequel throw it in here yeah so i uh so i'll actually just to back up a second so one of the things i think that's made this month so fun for me so far is that i made a list of 125 horror movies that i was gonna watch and so far of those 66 only 20 were on that original list so i've (laughs) i've really allowed myself to just be like uh, I, I'm doing something different than I that I've done. I'm almost reversing what I used to do, where I would start with the list and then I would go to the and, and then I would uh, after if I didn't find something on the list I was interested in, then I would go look around on Shutter or random streaming services or my DVD collection or stuff like that. But I was like, it was list first, other things second. And this year I'm actually doing the opposite. Like I'm hearing recommendations from you. I'm seeing stuff on Twitter or on our Facebook group. I'm like. I'm I'm like, oh, shit, I should watch that Blu-ray that I've had. And then if there's nothing in that, like, milieu that, like, interests me, then I go to my list as, like, my, you know, my rock or whatever that I can rely on. And I think that has just allowed a lot of flexibility to be, like, every night's a little more of a surprise for me or every next movie is a little more a surprise that I've I've – Again, I feel like I've I've had gone further every year that I've gotten less scripted, uh, and that's really been working. And so, two things that weren't really planned on my list, but I've actually gotten really, um, is that I have this Universal, I have the the Universal Horror Blu-ray set, which has thirty movies on it, about seven I had seen, uh, and I they they're great to watch on like Saturdays when my kids are playing somewhere else because you know there's no I can I can watch it and not have to worry about like. Elliot getting scared or something like that. So I've now gone through, I'd only seen Bride and uh, the original Frankenstein, and I watched the next five. And guys, I got to tell you, the Frankenstein series as a whole is pretty great. Uh, Son of Frankenstein is one of my four and a half to five bangers uh, so far. Ghost of Frankenstein, the fourth one, is a is a four-star movie. I like, I enjoyed them all. And I'm also very impressed with the, the uh, continuity between them. Like they pick off where the last one left, like where the last one left off directly, directly. Like, yeah. Like, like, I know they did that with Bride, but I didn't know they did that beyond there. The entire series, yeah. Like, it is – and eventually they int- – the Wolfman never got a sequel for his own movies, but eventually the Wolfman starts being a big part of the Frankenstein series. And, like, they kind of have this dichotomy of, like, the Wolfman wants to die and wants – is trying to find a scientist that can kill him like Dr. Frankenstein which is very like melancholy and sad and yeah. you know, and Frankenstein is like this creature that also like doesn't really it doesn't have the cognizant ability to want to exist and like they're basically like both near that later half of that series trying to figure out how to kill themselves uh it's 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 really good like 
Tremendous. Someone sat down and said Frankenstein and Wolfman. I mean, I feel like we've got to tackle euthanasia. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like what? Yeah, that's kind of what it is. Uh, So after I wrapped those up, I went to the next disc and I watched the the other two creature from the Black Lagoon series, which uh, I'd seen the original, but I saw Revenge of the Creature, which is like an excuse to have. Uh, a guy swim at SeaWorld for a long time, I guess, because they capture him immediately. It's basically the Jurassic World of its time, uh, uh, and equally not so good. But The Creature Walks Amongst Us is, again, just a fucking nuts sequel where uh, the guy from this island, Earth, Cal, which also made it very funny as a Mystery Science Theater 2000, the movie lover, um, they he's a geneticist. They capture the creature. They notice that he has, like, some vestigial lungs. And they do all this genetic experience to make him more human. And then, but he still is like a creature brain and he spends the rest of the movie trying to drown himself or trying to get back to the water, which is effectively drowning himself. And everyone keeps trying to save him. So I don't know what was going on in the late 40s, early 50s at Universal. Uh, but uh, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely interesting. And then I also ended up starting, I'd seen the first two of the nine Hammer Dracula movies. Uh, and I've I've watched the next uh, I want to say maybe four already. I'm up to uh, so I think I have three left, uh, and those are all a lot of fun. And also, as I was sharing via text, like holy, like Dracula dies at the end of each one, and the beginning of the next one is like them figuring out how to bring him back from that exact situation. So he gets frozen, and then in the next one, like, it's summer, and he bites someone as he's thawing out, and then the funniest one is that he finally gets, like, killed by the sun, and he turns into a bloody mess of dust. And at the beginning of the next one, a bat shows up in the dust pile and spits blood on it, and then he just re reformed. So... I know I was initially thinking I was going to do, like, Phantasm and finish that series, but I think I'm going to stick to – I'm definitely going to finish the Hammer Dracula movies, and I think I'm going to – I might go to Invisible Man, the, which has a ton of entries, or the Mummy uh, series next and start start running through those. Because I – like, I am surprised how many of those are 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 really, really fun to watch. Yeah, those those are not quite on the amicus level for me, but they're very close as it's sort of like comfort food, like yeah. catnip for me, where it's just warm colors. I love watching Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing try and kill each other. Peter Cushing is one of my faves. <laughs> yeah. um, Peter Cushing's only in the first one. Oh, it's a shame. That's it's a all Chris- shame. And Chris- no one's in the, Christopher Lee's not even in the second one, Bride of Frankenstein, or not Bride, uh, Brides of Dracula. Yeah, that's what it's called. Got it. I assumed you, by he, he gets resurrected, I assumed you meant <laughs> <laughs> comes back as the same actor over and over again. Oh no, yeah, uh, Christopher Christopher Lee's in all of them, but the second ones. Um, got it, got it, got it, got it. Peter, but um, yeah, but Van Helsing never comes. I back. do have a uh, Brides of Dracula on my list, so maybe I'll catch that bug as well. Um, Ryan, what franchise movies uh, did you watch? What movies from long running series did you watch? Um, well, I watched the most recent Nightmare on Elm Street with uh jackie or Haley or whatever i'm gonna count that as the franchise mm-hmm. even though it's like a reboot or whatever it was bad um yeah one of the only movies i've ever turned off like hey let's was, focus on you know how he's a nightmare creature that that's interesting enough let's focus on the rape of children more <laughs> it really was and then all of a sudden you're, you're just like okay like it, that it, it was really bad and it was yeah like when did it come out 2010 2010 so, yeah, it, it was yeah. very 2000s it, it felt that in the worst way um and then I picked up on uh, Friday the 13th movies from last year. I was 
uh, on number five. So I've watched six, seven, eight now. Six is great. Um, yeah, I was very. That was actually part of the reason why I was like, all right, I'm going to check it out. Was because I looked up the next one and I saw you gave it three and a half. So I was like, okay, that's for for Friday the Thirteenth yeah. movie. That's that's a good that's one. Ten so like, stars. Right, I'll, I'll check it out. Why not? Um, <laughs> and and I will say, uh, Jason takes on Manhattan was disappointing. It was. It was like most the most of the movie he's on a boat and then you're like okay and then the last that movie has been minutes, disappointing horror fans for like him. forty years yeah <laughs> oh no it was so it's like okay like you think you'd get if you're doing that you would think you'd get him there right away and it's like no no it's just just at the very end um, and it's I mean the the way the movie characterizes Manhattan not that I've ever been there is like hilarious I do kind of let it's like an alleyway one, point. one alleyway oh yeah it it's a, a alleyway and it's like, yeah, and it's got barrels of toxic mystery goo. And so you're like, okay, yeah, sure. All right, why not? Fine. Um, the next two are my two favorites in the series, though. So I, I started, what is it? Nine. Goes to Hell? Yeah. Take, takes on whatever that. I started it one morning, got two minutes into it, and then realized I wasn't. So it actually got added to my list. And then later in the day, I was like, I got to take this off because I'm going to think that I might have already watched it and I haven't. Yeah. So that, that one is, I'll probably, that might be a. Watch it after this podcast. You've seen Jason see. Ten, though, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that was a. I watched it. I watched it growing up with my dad. Yeah. So then, of course, I've, after that, been like, no, it's just a good time. It's yeah. it's it's as ludicrous as it gets. Um, we covered it on this podcast. I don't think I have any other franchises. So there's one, we, there's one that we all watched that um, we haven't gotten to, which is Hellraiser. Oh yeah. oh yeah, I guess True. I don't see that quite as a part of the franchise, but it's a reboot. Yeah, sure. I count it. I I I forgot while well, I was scrolling through the first. I've watched all the I, movies this month in the Firestarter franchise too. Did you, Peter? Where where's Hellraiser three? I feel like I've got so many different little. I've got like a, a trial to AMC Plus right now. I've got a trial to Criterion right now. All that stuff, but I'm like, I don't think Hellraiser three is on anything. Oh, that, we if, if not, that's about, a bummer. Because that was I was we going to watch that this month. It. Yeah, I might, I might still find a way to check it out. Just because we were talking about how I mean that first one when I first watched Hellraiser because it was within the last I don't know six seven years. I do remember watching it with you like with friends. And then the next morning on like a Saturday, whatever, I'm mean, like, I'm going to watch Hellraiser 2 now. I'm like, I'm, I'm no, going to keep Hellraiser watching this. Is, I'm, I'm hooked. Yeah, yeah I um, didn't really like the Hellraiser reboot. Um, I can accept when movies uh, determine that they're going to switch out uh, what kind of made um, the, sort of the stylistic approach to the original one, which the original one is all like slinky and sensual and gross and sexy in the same same regard. Like Clyde Barker's really, it really does feel like reading a Clyde Barker story. Um, this one removes a lot of that and replaces it in a, with what I think of as like um, sh- shitty CW or the sh- or shameless uh, cast members where it's just a bunch of like fucked up people yelling at each other and no one can have a conversation. It's just like, but I don't know. It had some yeah, cool. The real mo- Hellraiser was inside us all along. <laughs> I, yeah, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of like, oh, well, it's a modern movie. So it needs to be about trauma. Um, it kind of bums me out because I think this might be my least favorite uh least favorite david bruckner movie um i love his stuff um but uh i don't know i still it's still a passing movie for me because uh i think there's really really cool kills in it um stylistically it's 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 kind of neat i like the new cenobites um, there was plenty on screen but i felt like some of the stuff leading up to it and i get it you got to tease a little bit to like build up the whatever i was like 
Let me see it. Let me see <sighs> what's happening to people. I want to... I mean, that's what Hellraiser is to me. Yeah. Like, I don't know. The, the biggest part that was weirdest for me is the movie is entirely about sacrifice. And so... And then they mostly just use that the the lament configuration to stab other people. Like, mm-hmm. whereas in the original few movies, it's like somebody is like, no, I want to open the box for me. <laughs> I want to get into that hell space dash fuck space. Um, and in this one, I don't think there's a fuck space. I think there's just a murder space. I, think you- uh, I mean, I did like I liked all the stuff about like the uh, even when the guy at the end is like, uh what is he wanted like pleasure or whatever and they're like oh well you didn't like this as pleasure it's it's playing with your nerve endings all day yeah like what's wrong with you (laughs) fine i guess you don't like it we'll return it and i love i also like pinch your nipples for eternity yourself i know i i I did i i mean i actually i i gave it four stars i know i know i'm i'm on the i think like peter you were three ryan was three and a half and i'm three and a half four but um uh yeah i mean i had a Again, I think the only, like, Hellraiser movie that I am, like, 100% five-stars amazing movie is Hellraiser 2. and um, But I, I, I've i seen one, which I love, but not quite as much as, like, Hellraiser 2. Uh, I've seen three, four, and I think, I want to say six, too. That's one of those series that I still secretly think at some point I'm going to just, like, like I did with Saw last year. And I'm just going to go through all the straight-to-video stuff because, like, worst-case scenario, there's a Hellraiser. <laughs> it could be and could be fun. I know Zach Groton too went through them, and he thinks like they're overall worth worth watching. But I I don't know. Like I wasn't expecting. I, I do feel that way about the Freddy movies, where I'm like, no matter what, I get weird, fucked up, imaginative hell dreams. Um yeah. But the Freddy movies always had a decent budget, yeah, really and sometimes they would make Hellraiser movies purely to maintain the rights. Yeah, so, I mean, they did, yeah. They did that for like five movies. Yeah, I would I would love flipping through channels and it'd be sci-fi, and you just see Pinhead and. I would always pause for a second, just look at the quality of his costume, his makeup, that kind of stuff, and be like, hmm, must have been a later one. And just keep scrolling, <laughs> like, ooh, that looks rough. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I liked it, though. Yeah, I, I, I gave it a passing grade because I didn't want to turn it off. Um, Slumber Party Massacre, uh, the new one, I was pretty into it. I'm glad it, this one, was recommended heavily from Aaron. Yeah. Um, I wasn't, like, over the moon about it, but... They do some very, very clever things in this, and yeah. it's subversive in the way uh, Summer Party Massacre 2 is. Um, and uh, you can really tell that it is a slasher movie about a scary guy directed by a woman. Like, you can really set, sense the, yeah. the, 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 the the shift in perspective. There's a lot of jokes about, like, using, like, the woman's gaze, because there's, like, long, lingering shots of men's naked men's bodies. Um, it's also so breezy. I love that we're in an era where Sci-Fi Channel in the past five years has produced, like, actually good movies. Yeah. <laughs> Very confusing. Instead of Sharknado 5, 7. Yeah. yeah. Sci-Fi also just made, like, next to Hannibal, my favorite horror show of all time with Channel Zero, right? Like, or I guess next to Hannibal and Twilight Zone or something, right? But, like, you know, it's one of my favorite horror shows of all time, Sci-Fi made in the past, past decade. So, like... They're really like they're really stepping beyond simply the Sharknado space and into I think kind of interesting space. Yeah, well, yeah, I loved it. Uh, it's one of my it's one of my probably in my top five right now. I know I have a lot of movies to go, but uh, not just yeah. It was subversive. It was fun. It works as a as a really good slasher movie when it when it kind of ditches some of the the satire and it goes into a little bit more of a like hit the gas horror mode. It's still really good. Like yeah, I lo- I loved it so much. Yeah. Um, I guess yeah, the only other French. Did you watch any more franchise ones? Uh, I have a few more. Okay, go ahead. Um, this, I mean, we all watched the Bring It On, Sure Die. It's kind of cheating because it wasn't a horror franchise, but yeah, it's we like kicked off movie. with that one. 
Yeah, yeah. Bring it on, Shira Die. Uh, Aaron bullied us all into watching it, and it'll probably be my lowest scored movie all month. I made you. Um, oh, you should watch the most dangerous game. <laughs> I watched The Car Road to Revenge, so I think that's got my worst. <laughs> or Hail to the Deadites. It is. It is truly like I. I didn't realize until forty five minutes in when there was a yet another bloodless kill. I was like, Oh, this is PG thirteen. God damn it! It's funny. I could have. I could have watched that one with Maya, and she probably would have liked it. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah, I, that I mean, one. I'm not and, going to because um, while we're here, we also watched because I'm not doing rewatches. No. <laughs> that one and Video Dead we watched together. Those are two movies that if I hadn't watched it with you guys, I would have um had terrible memories of. But we were just fucking around the entire yeah, time. Yeah, it was it was, so. it was definitely a good way to kick off Spooktober. But agreed, those movies were not good. <laughs> yeah, those are movies that like I like. Uh, that was a really fun night. Two stars. Um, but <laughs> 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 I have a couple more uh, franchise uh, entries. I watched, finally watched Alien vs. Predator, and I unexpectedly really liked it. I set my standard at Paul W.S. Anderson movie, and it's full of practical effects. Yeah. I really like the set that they're in, this, like, temple that with, like, that has, like, a, it's almost like a, a big puzzle box. Um, yeah. I, and... They have tons and tons of, I don't think people talk about this, tons and tons of the practical effects in that movie are like close-ups of like a like a xenomorph's like face. And you're like, nowadays, this would all be fucking CGI. It's, it, it'd be so frustrating. Like AVP yeah. is not like a great movie, but it was certainly a very fun like action franchise entry. Not nearly as bad as I had been promised. I am probably not going to watch Requiem though. Requiem is. I saw both uh, both that and uh, Requiem in theaters. I I agree with you, Peter. I especially like the ending scene, the whole ending twenty minutes. Like I still think about occasionally because it like I remember being very impressive to watch on the big screen. Um, I think it was a movie that seeing it in two thousand four, it was a huge disappointment. Seeing it in twenty twenty two, I bet I would like it. Uh, I bet I would like it way more. Uh, but uh, I forgot. I, I watched a Predator movie, too. I watched the only Predator movie I've never seen, which is The Predator, uh, directed and written by Shane Black. And it is, yeah, the worst Shane Black movie. It is 100% bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Woof. It, uh, it has, like, it's not without its moments. I think I gave it, like, two or two and a half stars. But uh, it went very, very wrong. Like, it feels like it was written... Uh, who's his, who's his writing part? Fred Decker came back and wrote it with him. And this Yikes. feels like... It, I remember that, yeah. Which at first I was really excited about because I like those movies that Fred Decker did. Um, and it feels like this was written by Fred Decker and Shane Black circa Monster Squad. Like, <laughs> it... It feels like uh, all, all our years of progress has gone out the window. The lead character of the movie is um, an autistic kid written by Shane Black that allows all the other characters to uh, make uh, R-word jokes. Uh, and they say R-word in a 20, 2019 movie. Um, and like, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's bad. It's really bad. It's I, and like, I'm not saying I could excuse it if the rest of the movie was good and interesting, but like, it is like someone tried to do a cover version of Shane, of a Shane Black movie and got it wrong. And Shane Black already walks a very narrow line between stupid and clever. Um, and he usually lands on the clever side with a lot of like very funny, obvious, but but smart and clever dialogue, and he was way off the tightrope on this one for the entire yeah. It, it's a, I don't even remember too much, but I remember even just the opening, like the teams together banter type stuff, and I was already 
the writing was already on the wall. Yeah, yeah it's um, so oh, bad. Oh no! Oh, I I'm not gonna like this movie, am I? <laughs> no, I hate bad. that. I hate that in two Halloweens. I'm going to get curious and watch it. Um, yeah, just, I, I mean, it's just inevitable. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm be like, no, no, maybe it'll be funny watching it in that context. Like, uh, no, it's not gonna happen. Oh, one um, more franchise one I watched that was also fucking terrible was the New Mutants. It's bad. Oh yeah, I, I that was another similar one that I, I kind of was like, one more be free. Yeah, Maya and I watched it again. It was one. It was an easy Maya one. I think she yeah. liked it. Um, I guess one of the advantages of showing her all these shitty PG thirteen horror movies is that when I show her some good ones later, she's gonna have her fucking mind blown. <laughs> and that one was stuck in either development hell or for like five for years for like yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it pretty bad. So, um, any non-franchise slashers? Any uh, movies about a killer going around killing everybody, um, doing kills? I actually have, I think, quite a few. I'm trying to look if I... Uh, I watched Going um, to Pieces, which was a documentary about the slasher movies. Sure, go ahead. I mean, it was a documentary about the slasher movies. It was good. Um, I watched... Oh, no, sorry. Oh, I'm just... I, I don't think I've really watched anything... Besides Slumber Party Massacre that you would call a traditional... Oh, what do you call the babysitter killer queen? Is that a slasher movie? Not really. Would you call Torso a slasher movie? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Torso rules. So I, watched, I watched Torso. It was really great, but it was funny when like when we were texting about it. And it's like, I'm like, yeah, this guy, this guy really loves torsos. And then they're like, yeah, and... And in the movie, it's really also about touching the boobs of the torso. And you're like, yeah, he has, the, the killer has seemed to realize that that is part of the torso. But it is funny. There's like a shot where all of a sudden he's just like rubbing this dead body's stomach. So I was like, like, I literally think I said out loud. I was like, yeah, this guy just loves torsos. <laughs> like, that's that's his jam. Um, and then I also watched Dark Knight of the Scarecrow, which was, oh, which yeah. was a fun little slash. I really want to see that one. Um, I think that just came to Shudder or whatever. So I was like, all right, I'll pop it on. Yeah, yeah. It's a made-for-TV movie, which I had no idea. Yeah, I saw, after I, I watched it, then all of a sudden I saw a couple people, like, Pat Oswalt and a couple other people just, like, tweeting about, oh, this was something where you, you know, you'd hear about it from a friend of a friend, and then you'd try and find it on TV, and then it disappeared, so if you missed it, you missed it, type thing. And so I was like, all right, cool, it's just like a, a, a kid's, like, hide from your parents and try and watch it in the middle of the night type movie, and it kind of, I think it kind of worked. It was, you know, your, your usual slasher nonsense yeah scared of a scarecrow that you know they did wrong and then it's coming for him hunting him yeah i i had um i had a couple uh weirdos um absolute recommend uh right here um i would love if this came to shutter and it could be like a party movie uh lady terminator it's a movie i wanted to see for a long time i think the red letter media guys had it in one of their like best of the worst things um it is so fun um it is a ripoff of it's a ripoff of the terminator franchise but it's about like a mystical it's not like a robot it's like about a mystical figure that makes a woman indestructible uh it had a hot terminator lady (laughs) so much longer before uh terminator 2 or 3 3 finally had a hot terminator lady um it's more of a shooter than a slasher but it's it's fully slasher archetype in the way that like you know the first terminator is um but yeah it's essentially a ripoff of of the first terminator um with her as an unkillable machine and there's scenes that are like legally actionably ripoffs of <laughs> terminator um uh another uh i already talked about some party massacre um another one that I, I 
I don't know what category it would fit into, so I guess I'm just going to count it as a slasher, is Last Night in Soho. Um, so, ho. Uh, so, yeah, it's, I, yeah uh, I told you it was terrible. You said if, would Molly like it? I'm like, I don't know, does she like terrible movies? <laughs> <laughs> does she have bad taste in film? Yeah. So, I'll, I'll talk, I will talk very warmly about men later, uh, the movie, not the concept, uh, not the gender. Um, but, uh, Last Night in Soho, um, I don't want to spoil it too much because Ryan hasn't seen it yet, but Last Night in Soho, I think, uh, and men both got kind of caught in this awkward spot where they were like, they were like made by uh, men and they were kind of expected to be having the same cultural conversation about, uh, Me Too and, um, justice for women that very, very much deserve justice. Like they were expected to have these conversations in the exact same manner and language and diction that like, uh, <laughs> I don't think they were expected to do anything. They made a movie about it. It was one of them made a good movie. One of them made a bad movie. <laughs> I don't. I think. I think they just made movies where that were about like women's experience, like how they would imagine a woman's ah. experience going through something supernatural, and they weren't like they. They just weren't as as uh, terminally online as uh, as as I think people were expecting. Last night in Soho ended up being a bad movie, a movie that I didn't like. It's very charming for the first like forty five minutes, yeah. and then yeah, there was a part where I'm like, I think everyone got this wrong, and yeah, it was about a half hour, and it's like, wait a second, it's just <laughs> I, I appreciate. Edgar Wright, right, making a movie that is essentially jokeless, but like what he what he fails at is um, when he every every director su- needs to make their sucker punch. Yeah, <laughs> true. Um, but it's, it's I was a, wondering when he'd have a swing and a miss. Yeah, yeah, because uh, this is this is a movie that at a certain point I was like, I was like, I appreciate, I know why you wanted to make this movie, but why are, is your overflowing cup of ideas why does it not extend to making the second half of this movie compelling like it's it's it turns into a fairly conventional boring psychological thriller eventually like and the last thing yeah. i want out of edgar wright is fucking boring like the last yeah. thing on planet earth is is that um but yeah i'll talk about men in a little bit because i want to i want to save it for a different section but i ended up quite liking men because like whether or not it was having the cultural conversation in the exact manner that the culture wanted them to have it, it is its own unique, gross little object of yeah. body horror, and I loved it for that. I respected it for that. Yeah, and so. also it's just message is just, hey, uh, men are dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere you look, you never know when a man could be dangerous. And that's a perennial uh, message. Yeah, it's it's that's true. So I yeah. mean you don't have to be a woman to feel that well way yeah. either. And like I, men are yeah. You know, it's like the old tweet that like, hey, uh, most of the people that have ever hurt me, like punched me or, you know, all that stuff, have uh, fired me, have been men as well. So uh, everyone yeah. can be scared of men. Any other slashers? Anything else you guys would Well, I guess so I did mur- realize. Murder time? Well, I was just going to say, so I guess I have two that do kind of fit that. One I know Ryan watched and really liked as well, which is Alligator, which is technically a slasher movie, uh, if the alligator is the slasher. Um, and that was that was a Peter Rack that was great. Oh, it's so fun. I don't even like killer animal movies, generally speaking. Uh, but that one is is you know it's it's almost the jaws of killer killer. Well, killer I think Alligator was really good. It was super entertaining. <laughs> I think it's because like, and I remember uh, we we I had that joke on for a review of Rogue, which is it's the best killer alligator movie I've ever seen. Two stars because like I I do think those are hard to do and. Uh, what's the there, there's one that came out a couple years crawl crawl that's like, good is really good i think where most what rogue and all those other ones do is it's like 
they they make a, a a wild beast and people going into their environment and like you know it's a it's an alligator stalking them through a swamp or a lake or something like that and i do think alligator's genius of yeah what if it's a slasher killer movie of the alligator just running through a town killing people uh and that's much better um it's great and then i watched uh angst. special effects in that movie are so crazy once, too. once the gator busts out of the like the curve oh yeah playing i like okay. it was great but i audibly left because it's like all right gators out We're also going. like that movie is so cruel there's a scene where uh where there's kids like looking at a pool where the alligator has and they convince one of the little like five-year-olds to jump and he jumps and all you see is a bunch of blood in the pool don't they walk him off the plank like pirates yeah they do into the alligator and the alligator eats the five-year-old oh it turns the water turns red immediately too you're like oh he's dead he's He's gruesomely destroyed uh the other one that i guess is technically a slasher movie is angst um Mm -hmm. which is the foreign film about like uh 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 serial killer killing his family and walking him th- and as he's killing the family and dispose his family and disposing the bodies he kind of gives us commentary on his life and why he's killing these people and just general uh thoughts and it was like i watched it over the first weekend and it was like at you know I, it was a movie i started at 12 30 so uh it feels like a, a surreal dream at this point i um but it's it's not a fun slasher movie but it is a it is a good movie I love that movie. It's like a nightmare. Um, yeah, it's credit Gaspar Noe credits it as one of his big inspirations, and that's that's no surprise wow. at all. What a fucking shock! Yeah. <laughs> okay. If there's no more slashers, let's let's move on to uh, a, a common we love to watch theme: uh, folk horror or cosmic horror themes. I guess folk horror, mm. cosmic horror. Who so... made this list? Um, I said what? I said who made this list? Uh, oh. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so I, I have a few that I know we all watched, uh, which are uh, Resurrection, Hellbender, and Men, I think all all meet those categories. And those are also basically like, with the exception of Deadstream, probably my, and Slumber, like, add, add Deadstream and Slumber Party Massacre, and that's probably my top five so far uh, this month. Oh, Resurrection like, is so good. Resurrection is- I still haven't watched it. Oh, I thought you had seen it. No. Well, I, no, I mean, I, no spoilers I'm going to, but it's, yeah. I thought I was going to wait. I'm going to- but right after you'd rented it, you're like, it's coming to whatever. It comes to Shutter at the end of the month, um, which yeah. I saw. There, after a couple, I there are a handful of things that are coming out like the last three days of the month. We're like, well, I guess I know what I'm watching. Yeah. Uh, Resurrection definitely has a little bit. I mean, I think you called it like possession ish. I definitely think that's right. Although it goes nowhere as crazy as possession uh, does. But uh, it's still in, in that area. It's like in the in the. Oh, holy shit. That's bizarre so i won't it's say about like a couple's toxic like a a toxic relationship i mean it's not a couple but like abusive a toxic relationship, relationship that's yeah. so bad and so abusive that it literally like threatens to tear like the like their the entire world apart of all the surrounding characters it's yeah. so mm-hmm. good unlike possession which i think threatens to tear the actual world apart <laughs> y- y- yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> one is figurative and yeah. one is quite literal <laughs> yeah um Hellbender is like um, I, I realized very quickly, uh, Pierre, when you were messaging about it, that it's just like a family that made that movie. The Adams family, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's uh the the wife Nick Kroll voice the daughter in is the yeah. second lead. Yeah. Oh wait, I did not know that. I've definitely heard we've talked about the Adams family. Whatever, I never. I don't think I've seen any of their movies. I did not realize you it definitely was. watch I mean, Deeper You Dig. I think that's either on Amazon Prime or Shutter or both. They, right they now. and they all were credited for writing and directing this one. 
too. Yeah, it's one of those movies where like sometimes oh, the acting my... is off, sometimes the dialogue is off. Um, but like, oh it... god, it was hilarious when they're like, "Oh, you play the drums," and they never showed her playing anything except for the same two. So she'd use the two sticks and just go up and down, and like the one girl's doing air guitar, or whatever. And then once I realized that, I'm just staring at the symbol. She never ever hits a symbol. She never. And I was like, "All right, okay." All right. Yeah. It's, yeah. Some, some of the line, I mean, going like bam, bam. I, bam she's playing bam, the drums, right? She's bam, not impressing bam. you. Okay. <laughs> with with, with no, love, like three kids sitting around, like hell yeah, bam, bam. How's she doing it? Bam, bam. Uh, with love, I, I think uh, I think they should get some acting lessons. But otherwise, like that thing is like I, it's one of those it's one of those situations where because it is this like insular little pack and like they do the music too, I think they do the editing, like they're this insular little pack. I, I, I like some part of me is like I don't want anybody else to come in. Like I want them to have like money, but like I don't want anybody else to come in and fuck Just the want magic. A little up. bit of help on line deliveries. I don't think it's too much to ask, Peter. <laughs> they don't. It's a four and a half star movie. The... I'm just. I want them to get the other half star. Okay. <laughs> I just I'm being, feel like there's. A I'm magic being too. supportive. You're being patronizing. There's a magic to them all being together and working on this together and like directing like members of their own family and trying to see what performances you can get out of like your own daughter and it's like. I don't know. I just find that idea so compelling that some part of me is like, there could be danger in like them getting a big chunk of money, but also they need to like go through like a like a formal director that's going to beat the shit out of them. I don't know. I yeah, want to see mean, whatever I, the fuck. As they make someone, as someone who has kids, I think you uh, is common like axiom that like uh, it's hard to teach your own kids because they don't listen to you. So yeah, yeah that's true. I mean, it's a little bit here too. Uh, we can talk about man and uh, Peter. I'll let you lead through that one. Two other ones that so a, a horror a folk horror movie that I think I liked more than most people, which was Antlers. Um, okay. I I think Antlers was one where the trailer, which came out in twenty, was supposed to come out in twenty twenty. It was a, like one of the very early COVID uh, COVID delays because uh, it was come, supposed to come out in theaters in April twenty twenty. And the trailer for that is so good, and I think people were very anticipatory of like what kind of movie that was going to be. It has good pedigree behind it uh, from the writer director. And, uh, and then it got delayed for a year and a half. And then I feel like when people finally saw it after all that hype and the great trailer, everyone was kind of like, yeah, it's not that good. So I had the advantage maybe of going into it, knowing that everyone kind of thought it wasn't that good and lowering all my expectations and having being very pleasantly surprised. I loved the folklore behind it. I loved the monster design. I like, I thought it was truly very scary in parts. Like uh, again, four star movie, but I, I liked it quite a bit. The monster is really cool. I think I gave it a passing grade. Some, some, I think it's the Hellraiser of that year. I think it, it, uh, I gave it like a passing grade because I was just like the monster's really cool. The some of the central performances are really good. Um, it's just it it um, there's just so there's such a a tremendous pedigree behind it. I like wanted it to be something that it wasn't, but yeah. instead it's just kind of a it's a straightforward kind of folk horror monster movie. Yeah, co- both folk and cosmic, I would say, and kind of franchise too. I watched the first uh, Yoke Monsters, uh, Hundred Monsters, which is on mm-hmm. Shutter. Uh, I definitely plan to watch the the last two. I will say that the monster design in this is so fucking good. Like it was disturbing just to look at a lot of what cool. you see on screen. So I was expecting I, them to be kiddie-ish. I didn't know they'd be. Like, it is ki- it is kiddie-ish in its real models, but there's something about a lot of it that's like uh, uncomfortable. 
And uh, yeah, nice. I've heard I've heard it gets even crazier in the second one, Spook Warfare. So I'm very, very excited for that. Um, I would count uh, Ryan. You watched it too. I would count Bloody Hell as folk horror. I was gonna say I, I think that I would also count that one. I really liked Bloody Horror, uh, bl- or sorry, Bloody Hell. I did too. I I had seen like like oh horror comedy, and I was surprised. I, I think I told you it like. It gets very close to getting annoying in the edgelord department. Um, yeah. At times. And I think whenever you have a guy trying to be, like, charming with himself is always a dangerous game. Because you're just like, okay. Yeah. I'm, I, it's you playing off you trying to be, like, cutesy. But it works. It's good. It's really good. It's funny. It's gory. It, like... I thought the ending was really... Bo- bo- kind of has, a, you know, an ending and then a... Uh, is it, is it all over? And I, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was. Peter, if you have a chance, it's a, like, it's a fun, easy, like, grabs you watch. Uh, cool. And then um, the other one I would mention, the only other folklore one I watched was um, a classic horror story, which is a, um, I forget what, what country, uh, is it Italian? Italian, yeah. Uh, Italian horror. Yeah, the whole movie's about the mop. <laughs> so, I only knew that because I started it not realizing. It was like one of those days where I was like, um, I, yeah. I think I was trying to work out, but it was like the screen was going to be in front of me type thing. And then it started in subtitles. I was like, oh, I didn't realize that. I got to back out. I got I, I to gotta watch this. Some the movie time. really is about the mob and how the mob pivoted to uh, horror movies. <laughs> like, so the fact <laughs> the fact that I forgot it was Italian is really, really telling of how, how tired I am. Um but it is it's 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 a combination it's like that and cabin in the woods and like it is there's a there's a 45 minute chunk before you know what's happening that um is like incredibly eerie and off-putting that like makes it a passing movie for me but i think some of the surprises at the end are kind of uh, been there done that with a lot of other movies so yeah, that's I. I think. Uh, yeah, that's that's basically all my my folk yeah. horror, cosmic horror stuff. Yeah, Ryan, I, uh, what what sort of uh, what sort of folk horror, cosmic horror ish stuff you got? I I don't think I have too much to add that we haven't. I, I'll let you start us off on men to you know begin with. But yeah. Hellbender really liked Bloody Hell. Really liked uh, a lot of these like four star lower budget i mean i guess a lot of horror is low budget anyways but like kind of sneaking in there type ones have have all of a sudden you know seem to be the most fun i'm having this month where you're just like oh man that was really solid like you know not a five-star movie whatever you're just like oh just like i i was having a good time throughout on like a lot of those um but i I actually really don't have any i mean i guess would i I, glorious I would consider cosmic. Oh yeah, glorious is a straight um, up, straight up uh, Lovecraftian cosmic horror movie. I, I was such trying a to think of that. it. I was like, there was something that was. I feel like there are definitely years where I have a bunch of Lovecraft like stuff. Uh, glorious was. I mean, really Ca- cast a deadly spell. I guess you and I both watched. That's definitely Lovecraftian. True. Yeah. I want to cover um, both of those on the show. Absolutely. As as like characters' names, Lovecraft and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't think I had too much. I I feel like uh I feel like last year I hit up a lot of full core, and then the year before that I did a lot of cosmic stuff. But um, but you know, yeah, the, there's still there's still plenty of month left. I'm sure I'll all of a sudden get on a kick and go through those. But no, not a ton. Yeah, let's talk about men, baby. Um, <laughs> who needs? Oh, them? who needs them? Um, this movie was the one that I watched. Uh, I, I put kept putting it off because the rap was so bad. Uh, Brandon Lede on a recent Swamplex uh, had a really, really good point about this. 
And it's something that I do as well, which sometimes when like the discourse is so like stifling and suffocating, it's nice to just step out of it and be like, I'm just going to watch that movie in six months. And I've done it <laughs> yeah. a lot. Sometimes I hate the movie. Sometimes I, I love the movie later. I did this for Mother and I loved the movie later. Uh, I did it for American Hustle and I hated that movie later. Um, <laughs> sometimes it's nice though when people are just like bandwagoning on hating a movie. It's nice to, or like people are just like really united to hate a movie. And it's just like this like echo chamber. It's nice to just give yourself space to like get, form your own opinions as best as you can. Um, and uh, <clears throat> I still was expecting this to be sort of a misfire from Alex Garland, who's someone I'm a very big fan of. Uh, I loved everything about it it's actually one of those movies similar to glorious where like um glorious i had it like three and a half stars with the heart or whatever and like and then a day or two later i was like no that was a four star movie like i had a blast watching glorious um it has its issues but like i had a blast watching it uh it's a movie about working around its issues men is a movie that's not it doesn't i i don't have really issues with it at all it's an extremely pure vision it's gorgeous the central performances are insane the fact that Rory Kinnear, people are still having, like, I, I, the entire time that discourse was happening, no one was like, hey, Rory Kinnear, like, does magic in this movie. He gives, I, like, So I didn't know, did, he, he did you guys know going the, in, like, that it was that Rory Kinnear basically played all of the, all of the men? Yes, I did from the I didn't, trailer, because in the trailer, the only men that you see are Rory Kinnear. So I missed, yeah. I missed I the, seen the boy and the vicar and all that. So yeah. I'm, I didn't watch the trailer, so there was, like. Like the second man besides her ex boyfriend that you see is the the naked homeless guy, and he's from such a distance. I'm like, man, is like I would I honestly didn't know that that was what was happening that that was going to happen in this movie. And at first, I was like, is is the is the 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 friendly caretaker? Does he take? Is, is he wearing a wig and then going naked into the like? I thought it was literally the same person who had like this dark side and then yeah when he and then the priest it's like and it's like a little bit digitally altered but like it was halfway through when he meets the priest and the the altar boy or whatever i'm like wait a second is he playing all these parts like i really i didn't know i didn't know going into it which is a very fun discovery to make it is a movie it is a movie wherein um yes like the what the movie is trying to communicate is very clear However, by the end, it goes through this ins- absolutely insane body horror terror <laughs> sequence yeah. that is um, so disturbing. And then it gets surreal and strange in a way. I'm like, oh, so by the the last, by the third act, people were still like, oh, this is just a movie about hating men. Like, by the third act. We get it. Still, All men are the same. <laughs> you still thought that the only thing the movie had to present was that. Yeah. was was that point like i mean it's a great point to make you should make that point very often but like or like oh it's it's a man's place to make this comment it's like no it's it's a movie about it is a movie about being swallowed up by paranoia after you've been hurt and yeah. and the, seeing and, the, and seeing every man in the world as potentially to hurt you in surprising ways which is like yeah it's not the deepest um 
the deepest uh, commentary, but who cares? Like, that is more than enough to hang your hat around a, a horror movie, and this movie does it very well. Like, if you, and, and if everybody you, does, the boy, yeah. the priest, yeah. the the actual like estate manager, who's nothing but for the most part friendly. Everybody has the little moments where you're like, oh, yeah, that there's like, there's no oh, there's no safe oh. there's no safe men, and I think. But whereas last night in Soho, it's like every man wants to rape the the protagonist. In this, it's like. Every man wants to take something from her, but yeah. almost all of them are different. It, the, 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 there, is def, there are definitely um, implications of, of sexual assault and, like, joint, joinings of the body that are, like, obviously horrifying. And I do not hold it against any member of this audience that uh, found this movie very triggering. Um, oh, yeah. How, and that pe- or people that didn't watch it because they just fucking knew it was going to be triggering. I think that's a great it's a great thing that if you watch a trailer, you're like, I cannot sit in that shit for a hundred minutes. I will not do that. Like that is, that and, it is hit, great. and it hits all sorts of things. Yeah. That people might be like, Oh, Oh yes. that. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's but like, it's like set, minor aggressions, fun. major aggressions, putting people in a situation where they feel unsafe. Like, I mean, it's gaslighting like all, people. Yeah. It's small, all small the, jabs. all the different. Yeah. It's all the different, oh, yeah. um, areas where it's like, I, I can't relax and feel safe in this environment. Because I'm not around uh-huh. people that I'm safe. And safe doesn't have to mean assault in any capacity. Safe can just mean, like, you know, I'm not in a literal safe space. Like, Rory Kinnear's probably the first actor to go frontal two different sets of genitals. <laughs> yeah, that, he's, he's, he's popping Jenny's all over the place. He's, he's like, boom, you got the dick, and then boom, boom, you got the bussy. He's, yeah. He's showing us everything. <laughs> But he's he's got oh god. But um the <laughs> movie is out too. Oh god. Uh but uh Rory Kinnear is incredible in this movie. Uh and uh I, I, I think that like even as like a performance piece and a, a performance character piece about uh you know psychological horror and um a film about um uh a film that like is sort of a surrealist movie where like the most literalist interpretation I can make of it is still very strange and kind of ungrounded and almost headcanon. Um, that all of that comes together to a movie that made me feel like no other movie has made me feel. And that's like, I under I don't understand why a horror fan could watch this movie and not be like, you know, barring obviously the trigger thing that I mentioned earlier, a horror fan that that does not have those particular particular triggers could watch this movie and not be like, that made me feel a sort of uncomfortable that I've never felt before in in my life. Like, yeah. I I've watched like we talk about on the show how many fucking horror movies we watched. This was that was the one that like I, it was at the end of a night. I was kind of tired, but I was like, uh, if I hate this movie, at least like you know I could just watch this and go to fucking bed. Um, I watched it and I was like. Oh my god! I, I don't know if I can go straight to bed. I need to. I need to go cool off, like yeah. watch a Thirty Rock or something. And it, I did. It does, it does a good job hitting you on like all fronts too, though. It's it's a it's a a physical safety barrage, an emotional barrage, a mental barrage. Like it, it kind of is. And I mean, coming it's, after it on all sides. And it's. I mean, the director is amazing. So it, it look. Oh yeah, it, yeah. It, it, Like it's so well made and so well directed. Whereas actually, I think. Uh, I'll say the first thirty minutes. I actually think last night in Soho for a director I love is is. It, it doesn't feel like his normal care that he puts into movies where this really felt like an example of Alex Gardland's work. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> and that is a, that is a, a, a definitely a full horror film. Um, right, Peter hit us with a few I more. 
Uh, I've been watching the full core box set. I know. I've been a little <laughs> bit of a scamp. Um, so uh, Allison's birthday is one I watched. Uh, kind of a fun, almost like Rosemary's Baby type thing. Uh, a cult and a young woman. Uh, only issue with this movie. They cast such a cute, charming lead in this movie. And then the, the focus kind of has to shift to a different character at a certain point. Uh, and I, I, it kind of stinks because Allison is such a charming lead. Um, and nobody else in the movie is as charming an actor as she is. Um, Horror in the High Desert was a found footage movie I watched. Um, not a recommend. Um, it is one of those movies that, like, I think really perfectly emulates, like, a, a, a true crime found footage kind of doc. But um, it's not really scary until, like, the last 15 minutes, really. Um, it, it also, I, ju- I just watched, um, Savage Land and Savage Land is like a movie that's, it's, it's, it's similar to the movie, but like a hundred times better. Um, Sator was a movie I watched. I've been putting that out for a while. That is like an tourist take on full horror and family trauma. Um, first act, very compelling, very creepy. At the, at the, by the end of the first act, I was like, this is a five-star movie. And then by the end of the movie, I was just kind of like listless and, and disconnected from it. Celia, also in the full horror box set movie that I was wondering if it was even a horror movie at all until the last 10, ten minutes. And I was like, oh, all of this, this coming of life stuff is, was building to this moment. Um, really cool. Oh, uh, Reflecting Skin, I finally watched. Sort of like a, uh, sort of a, a, a surrealist, um, obscure kind of full horror movie about like a, 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 essentially like a cursed plot, a cursed land. Yeah. Not in a literal sense, but like this, this place is like cursed and it just eats up everything young and beautiful. Uh, and it's it's a, also a coming of age story, um, most most assuredly a horror movie, but uh, kind of kind of gets weird with it. Um, Tilbury, um, which is a uh, I believe Icelandic movie, uh, it takes place during World War II. It's about a very specific little folk horror monster. Um, it's way goopier and grosser than I expected. It's also like fifty five minutes. Uh, I believe this is uh, like a bunch of I mentioned. This is on Shutter. Um, the Arbor's Cosmic Horror, it's about a little monster and that grows into a big monster. It's really boring. Um, I was not... I really appreciate that, you know, a lot of times I, like, buy things in preparation for Spooktober and then, like, I don't watch them. I actually have a few that, like, I... I, I limited myself this year, and I've yet to dip into any of like the three I bought yet. Um, <laughs> and I, I appreciate your commitment. So you bought that box set, and you're like, I have to. This can't be a waste. I can't get and excited the nice thing is, by new things. The nice thing is that it's the nice thing is that like so the box is so well curated that like even the like when, three and a half star movies, I'm like I've never seen anything like that. When did you get that? I got it like last December yeah. or something. Okay. So I kind of sorry. I, I thought I was like I thought that the last time I visited you, we were even flipping through it, just looking at it, like appreciating the box itself. <laughs> I had a I had a long uh, horror hangover last year, so I didn't really crack into it until the summer. Um, I got it after after Spooktober, so I couldn't crack into it for Spooktober. Um, and Clear Cut is one of my five bangers for the month, um, or you know four and a half, whatever. Um, it is so good. Graham Greene is the lead in it and has a uh, just a, a wonderful, wonderful central performance that's like haunting and funny and terrifying all, all at once. Um, let's see. Graham Greene was in something I watched, too. I'm trying to remember. Maverick? What? <laughs> Maverick? <laughs> I mean, he wasn't Maverick. Well, I just had to get my Maverick watching. I'm trying to remember what it was that I watched that he was... <laughs> I mean, it's the person who starred in the movie is a horrible. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh, I th- he, um, might be, he might be in f- the original Firestarter. Is that what I'm thinking of? I don't know. That's he was possible. That's possible. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's kind of my my cosmic horror, folk horror. 
Um, I guess actually, well, sure here, I, I watched Possum, um, which was a movie that I went back and forth on between being like very disturbed by and it sort of like was nightmarish and being kind of bored by. It is so slow and there's almost no plot until the last 15 minutes. But it's Matthew Holness, the guy who did uh, Gar- Darth Garth Marenghi's Dark Place did like a straightforward psychological horror movie with zero jokes and zero things that are funny in it. Um, it's it's I think it's I think it's worth watching. It's just, um, you know. It's it's you should be prepared for something very slow and sort of nightmarish. Yeah, I can't deal with that right now. I'm I'm halfway through sixty six or way too many movies. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, All right, next category: uh, non horror and uh, non horror, and then we'll get into weirdos. So, um, what you watch that ended up not really being a horror movie? <laughs> yeah, so I had a couple that were like. So here's the thing. So. Part of my preparation for this month is, again, I, I made, like, all these different lists. And one area that, like, I, I kept... Mostly horror movies. Mostly horror movies. I kept separate from my letterbox list is, like, going to the horror tag in Voodoo and adding movies that, like, had high Rotten Tomato scores or something like that. So the horror tag in Voodoo, what's funny is that after I, I watched two that were like, okay, like, I see why that is horror, but not really um uh, i went in there today and i saw that space jam a new legacy is in the horror tech for some reason (laughs) so maybe i won't use that as a defining factor anymore but i watched two movies that i enjoyed that like you can blame the algae rhythm yeah i think so uh apparently it's not curated (laughs) the voodoo horror tag is not curated Uh, i watched a movie called king knight which is like very funny um, it's, uh, it's like an LA, uh, witch uh, uh, coven, uh, of people who are like when the leader of the coven and the satanic group, which is like super motivational and positive and like, um, and, uh, accepting of all different lifestyles and like, you know, leftist and stuff like that. He, his girlfriend finds out that he used to be the, um, the star quarterback and, uh, the prom king and everyone like abandons him and tries to kick him out of the coven. Um. And so it's like it's funny, it's low stakes, it's charming, but like the horror tag to it is that it's a it's a coven of of satanic of Satan worshippers um, more than uh, more than anything. Like it, it doesn't even quite get into the horror comedy. It's like a comedy about something that in other things can be horror. But I mean, again, good faith. I watched it. It was fine. Uh, one that I think is like definitely sometimes a horrific vision on screen but like definitely goes into more surreal comedy is uh forbidden zone which has been very hard to watch for a long time they released a director's cut and again it was in the horror group and i'm like oh yeah this looks like a weirdo horror movie and like yeah it has danny elfman uh that plays the devil and there are some monsters in it but it's more like fucking weird and goofy (laughs) And directed by Danny Elfman's brother. Um, it was bizarre enough. I had a good time, but uh, not not quite horror. And then there's the stuff that like I knew was tangential horror, like uh, Practical Magic that I watched with Maya or, or stuff like that. That was that was fine, but uh, but nothing nothing really like that was really good. That like I would recommend. Like after those movies, Peter, you I think our, our friend Brandon made a joke about one that you watched and was like, it did feel like, man, I got to get into something. Like my next pick has to be full on horror because yeah, Brandon called me out uh, as a, a personality um, where I said if I watch something that's non horror, uh, I very often need to make repentance afterwards. Yeah, 
Yeah, like, oh, I got I gotta watch something that's obviously horror now. I got I'm gonna, still gonna count this movie, but I, I gotta get. And he's like, that that's just like a Catholic version of Spooktober. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's overcorrected. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> penance. What about you, Peter? You said that you watched one that was kind of like not really all that hoary. I watched I watched a few that would count. Um, uh, we're all going to the World's Fair. Is is I, I think it counts because it's sort of like a reaction to horror movies, but it's 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 way more in tune with like um, the Bo Burnham uh, Inside special. Like it's it's about loneliness and how oh, and that's still space. on my list for this month. YouTubers so. react horror edition. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. It's 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 about loneliness and online spaces and how we we use media to connect to the outside world, but it also alienates us. You know. Um, but uh, yeah, the world flesh, the world, the flesh, and the devil—not really like a horror movie by any stretch, but it was very good. Oh, I think I counted uh, that one as a horror. I think that one works as like a. I mean, it's fifties horror, but like it's, it is it's the end of the world. It's like it's like I am legend horror. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's just that um, the the general tone of it is is um almost like an optimistic version of Twilight Zone. Um, which I think that optimism kind of saps some of the horror for me. Still. A tremendously cool picture. Um, I I think it's it's very underrated. I'm glad Aaron brought that to to me. Um, the house is kind of a borderline one because the first segment is absolutely horror. The first segment is is really scary and unnerving. Um, it's the stop motion animation thing about this this uh, family that makes a deal that lets them move into this house. The second one is sort of like a dark comedy that has some horrorish elements, and then the third one is like. Kind of just a nice little story. It kind of feels a tangential to like Fantastic Mr. Fox or something. It's just about like people trying to get along with one another. Um, but um, Flux Gourmet is another one that's absolutely borderline. It's on Shudder. All like Peter Strickland has made so many horror movies, and this is on Shudder that like you know it's really hard. To, like I think on Shudder counts in general. Yeah, yeah. Peter, Str- but Peter, Str- much, yeah. Peter Strickland's made like three yeah. movies in the past that I would consider horror movies, and like all of his movies are horrifying to some to some degree, even yeah. the optimistic ones. Yeah. Um. So I was like, oh yeah, for sure. And then by the end, I was like, that was actually just like kind of a character story about a bunch of weirdos that hang out. It's a really good one. Um. <laughs> that's that's on my list Peter this Str- month too. Maybe I need to. Yeah. It's the worst Peter Strickland movie I've seen, which still makes it like a four star movie. <laughs> he's so good. I know, he's, um, so good. he's 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 incredible. Um, and, and, you know, ones that like if there's anything else that like kind of didn't count. Um, I mean, no, I'm counting Crimes of the Future. I mean, it's, it's good because I'm, I'm definitely like, still seeing that one. That's one of my finale. It, yeah, movies. yeah, I'm also definitely going to see that this month. It's far, it's far more of a, a, a you know, it's 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 more in the um, speculative uh, horror, pe- uh, speculative science fiction piece of, of Cronenberg than it is like the Cronenberg. Um, I'm going to uh, castigate my audience hey, for being so fucked up in the head. I'm counting um, Scooby Doo meets the Cowardly Dog because it had a bunch of like horror like that's that still feels like it's it's a kid horror but like there's giant monster insects and ghosts like it's, yeah Cr- crimes of the future also is like full of like like uh horrifying imagery and details yeah. in a way that disturbed me more than almost any movie on this list so fucking go go at it um you're like there's a flesh handgun in it you'd yeah. never expect it from the <laughs> Um, and one that's one that I actually really liked, but it's not. It's more of a thriller than a horror movie. We still count them. Um, is Come to Daddy? It was it was advertised as a horror ghost movie. 
it's a it's it's a twisty turny thriller. I really liked yeah. it. I'm glad I you liked it. With it. I was I I really wanted to like that movie. It was uh, like I gave it three stars, and mostly because I like Elijah Wood so much. But uh, I, all the central performances in that movie are so good. Yeah, and it relies on them. So thank God they are good. But no, I really like that too. But I do think I agree that it's probably more of a thriller than anything else. Um, and that was always one that I kind of put off because I wasn't sure if it really, you know, obviously we were not super strict on what's horror, what's not all that, but that one. And then this year, the cast of deadly spell was one that kind of made its way on and off my list of like, I'm like, is this even horror? I don't know. And then I was like, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's horror noir, but again, yeah. Wide, wide net. I mean, you need to, you need to be able to switch. No, it up, we don't so, need some. Yeah. 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 So, uh, anything else that uh, you want to touch on that is sort of a weirdo? So, even if it, it's definitely a horror movie, but it's a it's it's a goofball one. It's a weirdo one. Oh wait, we already did weirdos. No, we're doing we're doing we're weirdos in, right we're now. In, we're yeah. in weirdos. My only non horror one I was going to say was the Tales of the Crypt documentary. But oh, documentaries count. I mean, yeah, I know, but I wasn't. It wasn't like a horror, but yeah, no. Okay, sorry. Weirdos. Yeah, we all Go watched ahead. the Tales from the Crypt documentary. It's... It is informative. You get to see uh, like George Romero and such, yeah, uh, in, in, like twenty years ago, and they're all. Just, I know when he pops up and I'm out. Like, oh, hey, what's up? Yeah, I watched. Yeah, a there's few... a bunch of grandpas of horror in it. Like John Carpenter yeah. is in it, and he talks so warmly about EC Comics. And you're like, they, you got John Carpenter on a happy day. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, he seems like he's just like he ready to go. He didn't bring over up it. Jack and Dexter once. Yeah, Borderlands one hadn't come out yet, so he uh, he was <laughs> he's still trying to make movies occasionally. Um, a couple of weirdos, and I'm kind of counting weirdos as maybe um, like I watched like Hello Mary Lou Prom Night two, which is obviously a weirdo movie, but I feel like it still is like uh, I think it's expected. There's there's a few that like uh, there's three that I'm gonna call out that like didn't were very surprising to me in different ways. The first one is is one of my worst ones. So in sort of a cosmic karma karmic punishment, I thought it'd be funny to watch the Quibi. So the mo- they made a Quibi movie that they released over five minute episodes over like three months or the entire time that Quibi was a thing. Uh, starring uh, Liam Hemsworth and a couple other people called, and it was a take on the most dangerous game. And I thought that was so, and I knew that they had re-edited it to a full movie and released it. And so I didn't know it was Liam Hemsworth. I thought the one that I've seen on Voodoo and all the other movie rental places and new release was that version. So I watched the, I watched that, which stars Casper Van Dien doing what may be the worst German accent I've ever heard. <laughs> it looks so, like it was shot in someone's basement. All of the acting is is the like if you've ever seen news radio when Jim, there's a joke whenever Jimmy James has a camera in front of him he's like thank you so much for like he can't doesn't know how to act and is a, a terrible actor. That's was everyone in this. There's nothing like it is the worst movies. And then I find out at the end it's, this isn't the Quibi one. So you, this is not the Quibi it's one. Not the, and Quibi the best one. part is the best part is there's a there's an actual a very talented German that played the villain in the Quibi one, which is fucking Christoph Waltz. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, know. Yeah. I was gonna jokingly say it. Judd Nelson. <laughs> Judd Nelson is in uh, is in this one, um, but like, and everyone else is unrecognizable. But like, I was watching it with the idea that someone thought this would be the premiere movie for Quibi, and I'm like. Who the fuck thought this was going to be good? My review on Letterboxd is noting that, like, 
that I would have liked to see this in five minute terrible segments over the course of months as opposed to one giant terrible segment. And then like a week later, I noticed that on my list, um, on my letterbox list, the most dangerous game hadn't changed to faded, which means I watched it. I'm like, wait, I didn't, I didn't watch this. I thought I did. Uh, <laughs> only to find out I watched the wrong one. Uh, so yeah, that was a, that was a weirdo. Um, and I, that's a terrible movie. Would not recommend it under any circumstances. Then the other two that were like weird and surprising were, uh, 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 oh, so await further instructions, which I feel like is something I've passed over, over and over on Netflix because like it's always like I think even the average rating on like uh Letterbox is like 2.6 stars and everyone I no one seems excited about that movie and then one night again in my I'm just going to scroll through a category on Shutter and pick one uh I was like all right it's late I'm going to watch it and I loved it like it, it it there's a there's a moment where it's it was made in 2018 and there's a moment early on where like if you watch this and thought it was made last year, you would think it's like anti-COVID, anti-vax, anti-like instructions because like people are getting instructions from the TV and stuff's coming down the chimney like take this vaccine and like the the quote unquote bad guys in the house that are causing damage through this unknown instructions are like they told us to do it so we have to do it and the, our protagonists in the house are like you don't just listen to someone who tells you to put a vaccine in your body like um. The villain is Sleepy Joe. Yeah, but um, again, they moved past that pretty quick, which again, wasn't, it's not the movie's fault that it was released into a fucking, like two years later into an insane world. Um, but it goes to some absolutely bizarre body horror. It feels like an early Cronenberg movie, and I, I really loved it. And if, hmm. if you've if you've kind of seen the same middling reviews and passed over, it would highly recommend you go back. And then one that was not on my radar, I'd never heard of it in any capacity until I was going through the, like, uh, you know, horror movies with no sex uh, or sex sexual violence, um, a 2016 movie called The Unseen, which is like a cross between the Invisible Man and Winter's Bone about a um, uh, man who's like turning invisible and like it's there's an invisible gene that runs through his family and he's like left his child and then he kind of comes back and they're kind of impoverished and, and it takes it was made in Canada and it takes place in Canada and like is trying to reconnect while also like feeling like it's getting worse for him and he's turning more and more invisible and what's awesome about the way they portray being invisible is like it's like a disease that ravages you so um if like like you realize that his like shoulder has become invisible but it's just like one part of the skin and you see into his body because his ribs and his shoulder blades and his bone and his muscles haven't become invisible yet so like there's all these like grotesque scenes of like there's this part where like his stomach, like his his actual like skin in his stomach has become invisible, but you see into his heart and his ribs and like all his little like tendons and stuff like that. So it's like it's pretty like grotesque on a on a, a small budget and definitely a very interesting portrayal of like invisibility that I've ever seen. And like him also being worried that his daughter has it and stuff like that. Uh, it's very gross. Uh, Maya was very wide-eyed for most of it, but seemed to be very fine. So that that was the one I was joking that I... Well, she saw the ass, and I wasn't expecting that. There was no uh, sex or sexual violence, but uh, uh, definitely one of the most disturbing-looking uh, movies she's probably ever seen. Uh, but it's it was really surprising. It, it's kind of slow-paced uh, in that Winter's Bone style, but... Um, it's it's if you've never heard of it, which I hadn't before, I would highly recommend looking into it. 
the on the scene. Cool. Cool. Um, Ryan, any weirdos, things that just don't don't fit in any sort of category? Sure. Uh originally when you were you sent over the the list of possible categories we were gonna be hitting and whatnot, I was gonna jokingly throw out a uh a category of movies my friends would have turned off. Uh, but but then I realized half of those list. would be half of those would be covered by weirdos. The other half would be covered by my faves. So so I was like, all right, actually, I'm I'm fine. Um, but for weirdos, I'd say uh, I finally got watched uh, Vivarium. Oh, love Ooh. Vivarium! Vivarium. Yeah. That is a grower um, which was, for me too. Which was really good. I I I gave it four stars. I really liked it. Um, but the the child creature. I mean, there's it's yeah. not really a any kind of spoiler it's pretty straightforward about it being non-human but like that it's a little weird kid turns into a weird adult like very off-putting but i liked it yeah. uh mad god i would just say from start to finish is full of weirdos all sorts of oddball creatures and and uh really just incredible and beautiful stop motion animations but but man stuff would be happening and and that's one of those movies where you you, you could give me hundreds of years and i don't think i would ever come up with that uh you, you know and it's impressive when it is still compelling and interesting and fun to watch um the biggest one that i would say is what is uh we are the flesh oh yeah mm-hmm. i i i watched and i would say that that's some pretty weird that was one uh, of the funny, definitely... funnest like texting you during it uh moments uh, when we're like oh, I didn't... Uh, is mallory watching this one with you I had no idea what I was getting myself into, like whatsoever. I didn't either a, when I for the first time I saw it. Like, oh yeah, no, but it was just one of those where I'm like, okay, Peter's watching something, so Aaron's. Well, oh, we they like mentioned it over text. And you're like, okay, well, if two of the three of us have watched it, I, I I'll watch it. I want to I want to be a part of it and talk about it stuff like that. And I'm watching it. And I just get a text from Aaron. He's like, oh, 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 Ryan's watching We Are the Flesh. Oh, and it's like, oh no, this is gonna be <laughs> this is gonna be a whole thing then. And and it was, yeah. Um, entertaining still but yeah no there were definitely the next day i think i and i like explained what the movie was anyway so it doesn't matter but i asked me i was like so were you like were you asleep or did you catch any of what i was watching she's like oh no i was asleep and i was like okay, oh yeah so, so we're still what i was <laughs> yeah it was i was like i was like i was waiting for just like a what are you watching from the other room it, just, it never happened on that note so brandon Lede's favorite movie of 2019 i think is when it came out uh, which I had to order as an import because I was like interested in, uh, enough to follow a brand, friend of the show, Brandon Day, into his weird horror stuff. Um, I didn't like it as much as he did, <laughs> uh, but uh, it's on Shutter. I saw. Uh, and if you want a fucking weirdo movie, uh, I would highly recommend both of you guys watch The Wild Boys this month. Wild Wild Boys. Uh, it's in, it's uh, it's it's a movie that actually like after I saw it I think I gave it three and a half stars and if I had to go back to it today I would probably give it four and a half to five stars because I still think about that movie all the time. <laughs> I like the but it is it, it, I, it's 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 not the same type of thing as We Are the Flesh but it is in like the well never seen anything like that before that's gonna stay that one's yeah. gonna stay with me. <laughs> oh, I mean, even getting to the end of Men, which again, but all of a sudden does a bunch of you know intense body stuff that was when Mallory was like what are we watching I mean she she was on board like it was still like a whatever then we hit that and I was like oh and so I couldn't imagine watching something like well what I described her the next morning and then I said I mean it was I was like it was pretty good it's just weird watching a movie like that and being like I can never recommend this to anybody ever (laughs) it's just not ever gonna happen yeah um and then the last weirdo one which is 
uh, I, oh yeah, both of you guys have it as like a want to watch. It's you know very solid, but you get what you're expecting type thing. Uh, the watch or watch. Oh yeah, um, with Micah Monroe, and it was good. I mean, it's but it's it's a a you know a paranoid killer horror type movie. It it hits all the notes that you kind of expect, but it was it was fun to watch. It was a good one. Kind of a straight putt. Yeah. No. It, it exactly. It delivers exactly. I mean, if I said paranoid. You know, paranoia based killer movie. You're like, all right, that's it's it's exactly what it is, but it's good. Neat. Yeah. Um, weirdos what about you, that Peter? didn't fit. Weirdos that didn't fit uh, anywhere. Um, Matango, uh, Matango, uh, which is a movie that is ostensibly a survivalist movie, but the balance is all fucked up and it just becomes a mushroom zombie horror movie for the last 20 minutes. And this would genuinely be, it's directed by Ishiro Honda, so it's well-directed, well-made. This would genuinely be a horror classic for me if the mushroom uh, people were in the movie for twice as long. Like, from, like, 20 minutes to 40 minutes. Like, this would be a absolute, like, hidden gem, hidden horror gem. But, like, the survivalist half of the movie just keeps eating because I think it's cheaper to make. Um... You know, you don't even have to. You don't even have to put food on screen because they don't have any. Um, but uh, uh, he keeps eating, and then they get to the the mushroom zombies, and they look awesome. Like the designs are so fucking cool. It's definitely still worth checking out, especially if you're like a you're like a dork for this era. You're a dork for either Godzilla movies. You're yeah, I've, for, I've like, seen like era. nine Ishiro Hondo movies this year, so I might as well watch a couple more. Yeah, and uh, it's 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 um a. Li- if the if the balance were a little bit differently, if it was a slightly different movie, it would be an all timer for me. But I want the mushroom zombies more than I want people arguing about canned food. Um, <laughs> and uh, Fiend Without a Face kind of canned food is is one that I watched yesterday, and I was just like, yeah, it'll be like a you know a sci fi kind of fifties horror movie. It is so much weirder and more fun than I thought. It's gory, like when the monsters die, like blood spurts come out of them. It's it's so fun. It's on the Criterion uh, channel right now. Um, and it's short. It's, it's one of those, those, uh, I think it's like a 70 minute movie or whatever. Uh, Fiend Without a Face is such a blast. Um, and is, uh, you know, like a weirdo sci-fi kind of movie. One that's, a uh, one that I also watched that's super weird is The Raven from the 30s. Oh yeah. That's on my perpetual. I, I think I own it on Voodoo. It's 60 minutes, dude. Yeah. Um, it's 60 minutes. I think that's it's, why it's, I always think about watching it because it's 60 minutes. It's okay. The reason it's a weirdo is because it's like four movies stuffed together. And the movie that the last 10 minutes or so or 15 minutes or so is, is great. Um, Aaron remarked earlier in this month that like these movies, they're like, because they have no credits and because they're so short, <laughs> yeah. they're like, they get to like the hour mark and they're like, all right, well, let's go kill the monster. Um, this movie is not quite that, but like, it's like, partially trying to adapt the story of the Raven. And then it gives up on that. And then people just keep referencing the story of the raven and then it's about like a mad doctor it's about an escaped convict it's about a guy who has like a pit in a pendulum torture chamber like it's bella lugosi and boris karloff are together in it and which is why people remember it it is not a great movie but um it's 60 minutes it has some really fun special effects in the last 15 minutes so you only have to sit there for 45 minutes as um the movie tells you that it's about something and then it decides the next scene actually that's kind of boring let's make it about something else um and the movie does not come together the movie at the last 15 minutes is just like oh it's a different movie now and you're gonna enjoy this and i did 
Uh, that's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. It was revenge of the creature that like, um, I was like wondering if I was going to be able to finish it before I did something because literally like the heroes has all these troops assembled and they're not even in the water to go get them. And they're like, we got to go do this and we got to go do this. And I look and there's three minutes left of the movie. I'm like, uh, are they going to get the creature in this one? Like what is, is, that, is this, this, this going to have a sequel? Yeah. Like, is it, is it, is it a part two that's going to happen? But uh, no, I mean, they, they get in the water. There's, they get the creature and the movie's <laughs> over. Like, yeah. oh, okay. Another, Another weirdo I want to highlight is Salum, um, which is like oh, yeah. a, it's like a pan-African, because um, it crosses over like four different countries, um, pan-African sort of uh, folk horror, action horror movie. Such a blast. Super original vision. Love to see what these filmmakers come up with next. It is the only movie this thus far this month I've been like, that could have been 15 minutes longer. Like, you could have you spent a little bit more time more more time on the on this the sucker uh but as it stands it's 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 very fun um it's it it, it also rotates genres like a like a, a revolver cylinder it's very fun um but yeah let's uh let's get to highlights and lowlights yeah so i mean i feel like so many of my highlights i talked about already so i'll just call out two that i loved loved and um because, uh, I, I mean, Man's Lumber Party, like Helmet Resurrection, we, we talk, Son of Frankenstein, we got through all those. So two that I loved and including maybe my favorite I've seen so far this month um, that uh, that we haven't talked about, uh, really, Deadstream and uh, Grave Encounters, two found footage horror movies that, like, I watched a couple other found footage horror movies that were, you know, fine, Devil's Do and... Uh, and the Borderlands uh, were like had its moments, but weren't any any great shakes. Um, but I really love these two, uh, Grave Encounters, because it really starts to feel like House of Leaves after a while, and has some some good scares. And um, but Deadstream, what is so far like, along with the, some of the other ones I mentioned, really the highlight um, for me so far this month. In that, like, it gave me what most horror movies don't, and that. You know, Peter, you and I have, have talked for a long time about, like, one of the worst parts about being a horror fan is that, like, people reduce, like, horror films to whether they're scary. Like, scary equals good. And as we're adults, we're, I, I don't get scared that by that many things. It's not a brag. I'm just – movies don't scare me, really. <laughs> you know, as often as I wish they would, actually. Um, they did a lot when I was a kid. I, you know, I they, they don't so much anymore. Oh yeah, well I heard people are vomiting and passing out from Terrifier Two. So get, get I ready. think it's because it's 160 minutes long. <laughs> just, Wait, what? That's what, I, that's what? I saw someone say that it was 160 minutes. Oh no! Uh, oh, Wait, well, the first it. one was like 85. I minutes might or be something. wrong, uh, but if uh, anyways, <laughs> oh, <I'm... laughs> uh, we can look. We can, we can look it up. The movie like had a, like the thing about found footage is that it's I think it's easier to give you like jumps and scares. But it that doesn't always that doesn't always uh, translate into like actual like oh I'm kind of freaked out by this and this movie it did both like it had a lot of good jumps and scares it also about an hour into the movie I had to go into my basement I don't have a creepy basement I have a finished basement that's just like another floor floor of the house but like just being down there in the silence I was like I, I want to go back upstairs I think <laughs> like it, it like I I I didn't like run upstairs in fright but I was like very aware that I would rather not be down there right now at like one in the mm-hmm. morning. And like that feeling is so great and something that just, it's hard at, you know, it's hard for movies to do to me. And like, and it did it like, it's, it's fun. It, it actually was a movie because um, 
the thing about having an eight year old um is that uh they they love like a twitch stream type type stuff than watch like youtube kids where people talking that like i I really was like man maya like conceptually would love this movie but i'm there's no way in fuck i'm showing it to her because if it actually got under my skin um i think i would be very much pushing my luck so it's already a movie that like three four years uh, i can't wait to show her and then grave encounters is one of those found footage horror movies i completely passed over and the fact that like it was like both again like scary in concept uh, as well as like scary in the normal found footage, like oh my god, something moved suddenly and it jo- uh, jumped into frame was was really was really great. And then not to end on a bad note, uh, but uh, the 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 worst stuff I saw was I it was uh, I think we already talked about most of them. The the one that was like actually a heartbreaking disappointment because it has like a ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes and a lot of the reviews on Letterbox was let the wrong one in, which is a um, uh, I was excited about it mainly because it's like an Irish horror comedy um, with Anthony Stewart Head that had a lot of good reviews. And man, just one of those things that like even a horror comedy needs to have someone who's a competent director. And it was like uncomfortable from like how bad it was acted and directed and lit. And like I, I was legitimately it's, – it's a movie that I don't feel good about kicking. Like it's not like, a, oh, I watched The Reef Stalked, which I did, and that was terrible. But at least I got some shark attacks. It, this is just depressing and bad. So please don't watch Let the Wrong One In. Uh, even if <laughs> even if all those signs point to it being a good movie because I was legitimately hating my time and wanting it to be over. the entire- Yeah, yeah. I also watched Deadstream, a true highlight this month. That was one that uh, I started watching. I was like, this is great. And then everybody was like all watching it kind of at the same time. Um, Such, such a blast. Um, It's a movie that started off and I was like, oh, am I going to hate this fucking thing? Because the main (laughs) character is so annoying. And then by the end, like, it's just, it it just serves such a beautiful purpose. That's a total highlight for me. I already mentioned Men, uh, one that I haven't seen since I was like 10 years old. And I realizing now I developed individual crushes on all four of the leads when I was a child. And um, it explains a lot about me is uh, the craft. Craft is great. It's a great mm-hmm. movie. I, I, oh, I think nearly a five banger for me. It's so it's so good. It is. The special effects are great. Um, all the dialogue between the teens. It's, yeah, it's like it's like Mean Girls. But if they're um, <laughs> they're all extremely uh, magical, um, they can actually kill their their enemies. Um, that's, that's a true highlight. Lady Terminator is in that category of like, um, that the, like, it's not on Shudder, but it's one of those movies like, uh, 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 Prom Night 2, Mary Lou, um, and, um, what's the one we love? Uh, uh, Nightmare Maker. Um, oh yeah. Butcher Baker, Nightmare Maker. Butcher Baker, Nightmare Maker. Mm. There's this category of Shudder, like campy eighties horror movies that are like, everything in it is beautiful and, and like just a blast to watch as like a party movie. Um, like Lady Terminator absolutely fulfills that category. Um, and then we already talked about Resurrection and, Cr- and Crimes of the Future, but those are those are uh, real highlights for me right now. Um, uh, also, yeah. I looked it up and Terrifier 2 is two hours and 28 minutes long. Yeah, it's fucking Why? 40 or whatever. It's That's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I watched the first one and it's largely just like the Terrifier guy, Mr. Minutes. Clown, goes to a, a, a place and then he murders someone and it's a really gross kill. But like that barely sustained itself for 90 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's no reason for that to be two but hours. This, this one is Terrifier as well. So there's more. 
more terrifying. Uh, did you have any ones you hated, Peter? Uh, hated, hated. I mean, I, re- I really didn't like Last Night in Soho, but I, I wouldn't go quite hated. It just made me sad. Um, uh, <laughs> and then, um, another one that I, I really didn't like was the Bring It On, Cheer or Die. And, and, uh, <laughs> I think that was, that was probably, those are probably the two. I've had okay luck this month. Um, I, I also, I anti-recommend The Arbors. Um, I wanted to give it a chance. I gave it so much of a fucking chance, but it's like two <laughs> hours and it's like just about like a sad, lonely guy just making that like, hu- like making like, ba- he, he's not a drinker, but he's making like a hungover face for like two hours. And then no matter what's happening in the scene, he's just making a hungover face. It's just like, I didn't know what to do with the fucking movie. I was just like, I, oh, oh no, another, another scene's happening where he's in his sad little van in, in Ohio. Cool. I uh, I just love any movie where after you didn't like it and you thought you were going to or, you know, middling reviews, but you like the people in it, whatever, and it's just dog shit. And you're like, I couldn't have been more open. Open arms. I was ready. I was ready to love that movie. And just no, no, not even a little bit. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I tried. Also, similar to we talked about the Adams Family earlier. Um, sorry, we talked about the filmmaking group, the Adams Family. We also talked about the animated <laughs> ones. Um, we did. The filmmaking group at Adam's Family, um, when it's like an indie movie at like a specific budget, like I I do like grease the wheels a little bit. I'm like, you guys had like eight dollars. Like, let's let's see what you can do. Oh, you did something that I've never seen before. That's amazing. Or, oh, you had eight dollars and you just wanted to make kind of a, a crappy version of a crappy movie. <laughs> so no, no, no true hatreds this month. Ryan, Ryan, you got any hatreds thus far? We'll get uh, there. And love. Let's see. My, my, I'll, I'll do my hates first, Rena. Uh, the car, Road to Revenge, that was in. <laughs> have you really seen the bad. original car? Because the original car rules. I have not. I just assumed that this was some sort of Christine knockoff. Oh, no. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, a sequel to a uh, an amazing movie that is oh. a almost story beat by story beat remake of Jaws with a killer car, and it's amazing. Like, I'm not meaning oh. that, like, it's so stupid, it's good. It's really good. No, I'll definitely check it out then. No, the uh, that one was like I I was working while I was watching it, and then I still ended up putting on, on um, one and a half speed, which I don't think I've ever done because there were just so many long pauses and so much slow delivery. I was like, okay, we can we can keep let's get through this fucking movie. Um, bring it on the newest nightmare on elm street all those were my bad ones the newest fighter starter was really pretty bad really bad um, especially from the director of the vigil which i loved yeah oh yeah i was i was that was one where i thought i was gonna be like yeah you know three three and a half stars people were kind of harsh on it that kind of thing and it's like no it's not very good um and it makes then, the original look amazing in comparison and then allegoria i just really did not like it was a one my anthology type movie but it was, I mean, it was very clearly like a lower budget, all that stuff. I just couldn't tell you any of the stories that I had fun with or was actively scared during or any of that kind of stuff. But for my faves, I had a bunch of faves I have not talked about yet. So Society finally got around to watching that. Just just a great time throughout, yeah, honestly. Amazing. It was, it was my only one that I've given five stars so far this month. But there are definitely a couple over that are very close anyways. But no, Society is just super fun. Had my attention the entire time. Was hoping it went pretty much where it went of just wild 
body horror nonsense. Um, the medium was one that Peter watched last year. Yeah, last year. Probably the uh, let me check. Yeah, I would say probably the scariest thing I've watched this month so far. Uh, it's like a documentary about shamans and then the you know shaman inheritance within families and then of course you know somebody's either possessed or whatever and it becomes this documentary about possession and you know all these things go wrong it's really good there was there was one point where the first part of the movie that got very very terrifying and i didn't realize there was a character in like the corner of this one shot. And then once I did, I felt a little chill down my spine. And then right as that happened, we have a bunch of bats on our wall and a bat fell off the wall and made a bunch of noise. And I kind of did almost have a heart attack because I was already very invested in the movie and on edge. And then all of a sudden that happened. I was like, come on, it's, it's too late for that nonsense. But then I watched uh brain damage, which again, honestly, Great brain damage movie. might yeah. that, that was surprising. Cause I, even though I knew that, uh, you know, you guys seem to like it and in general I had known what it was about, I kind of assumed that that would end up being a three and a half, four, but I loved it. I mean, it was, it was great throughout. I liked the actual, uh, what was it? What's the, what's the little worm's name? I'm not going to be able to come up with it. Like Edgar or something. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it was, I honestly, that was another one where I was like, I was pleasantly surprised with how much I liked it. Uh, it was just great. I I was entertained, hooked throughout the entire movie. Could not get my eyes off it. Kind of, you know, wish that there was a little bit more just because I liked hanging out with those characters and they're goofy. And then my last one that I'll... Uh, there's one other one that I'll talk about too. Near Dark was great. We we were talking earlier about how Peter said that he showed his friends it and I, I got a little bit... I was like, oh, you know, hey, it's time for me to pick another movie. I just finished one. I might as well go check it out. And so... That, I watched that one last night. It was great. I mean, the visuals in that movie are incredible. It's pretty much nonstop. It's it's also like a pretty there's there's no fat there's no fat on that movie. Yeah. It's it, it 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 goes pretty much entirely throughout. It's always every character's moving, doing stuff. Everybody's having a conversation of, hey, we need to get rid of this guy or kill some people or do something. There's always some sort of on edge feel, and then. Uh, the last one that I'll say is uh, I finally watched Scanners, just because I feel like we talked to a lot of David Cronenberg and yeah. body horror stuff. Um, Scanners, Scanners was Scanners was also one of those where I'm like, uh, in in years past, I'm like, did I did I see that sometime? Or did you just you know, see the meme a million times when I was when I was 24, 25, something? And they're like, do I only half remember? Or am I going to start this movie and then get twenty minutes in and be like, oh, I have seen it, which would be fine. And no, no, it's just, yeah, I've seen, and I know that, you know, the head explosion, I know all that stuff. I've seen those, the gifts, the gifs, the, all the, all the fun stuff, but it was one of those where I was happy once I realized, okay, I definitely haven't seen this. Um, and I had a blast. It was, it was such a good time. It was such a, uh, an interesting movie just watching these two, these two psychic dudes hunt each other down or whatever. But I will say that the, there were times where the lead, he, he was just like, dude, this is some rough acting. There were occasional times where I'm like, this is. This is rough. That this is like the lead uh, of the movie, and like half the time, I was like, I just want to get back to Michael Ironside's character because he's he's just always great. Yeah. Oh man, Michael uh, Ironside was also good it, in uh, Prom Night too. <laughs> I was not expecting him in there, but he's he's in there. Uh, absolutely. Uh, just unfair 
the amount of heat that Ryan had on his Booktober list yeah. this year that he's like, he got to watch Brain Damage and Scanners in like the same week. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, I, I counted right before we started, but then I forgot because it's been two hours. Um, but I think I think more than half of my, or I think about half my list, maybe more than half my list is four stars and up. There's a lot of four stars in there, but I mean, I've been trying to stick to the list that I pulled that was just all the things that you guys gave good reviews. So that's the other downside is I feel like I haven't, I mean, good or bad. There's still plenty of other things that pop up on Shutter. or you guys both watch it. There's a reason to watch it, but no, I feel like when I've been watching the movies, I also have to give it a hundred percent because they're these, these movies that have either been missing out or I know are good and I don't want to give half my attention to it. I kind of really want to yeah. pay attention to it, but it's been, it's been, you know, I feel like those dividends are paying off. I'm like, oh yeah, no, it's great. It's it's been a it's been a solid month, and then it doesn't feel like we're almost halfway through. Pretty close. Hell yeah! Um, so excited for the rest of it. Thank you guys. Wow, we uh, we really did go through uh, everything. Um, yeah, <laughs> these, these episodes are usually shorter, but it's kind of fun. Well, to... you know, uh, yeah, we, we have barely got a chance to even talk about horror movies this month, so it's. <laughs> That's good. It's good we finally got a chance to discuss it. Uh, one quick rec uh, for Ryan. Uh, if you liked Scanners and you haven't seen The Brood, you should watch The Brood because The Brood is... I watched The Brood uh, last oh, year. Oh, good. Yeah, it's like yeah. what's one of my favorite uh, early Cronenberg movies that I feel like doesn't get as much uh, talked about as like Scanners, and I, I love yeah. it. Yeah, no, I really like The Brood. Oh, random other one was... Uh, watch Tammy and the T Rex. Oh, great! I, great, I was, great I was more entertained than I expected by like a long shot. Yeah. I was like, okay, all right, I can get behind this. That movie's really good. You do you know that that came out as I was a like kids? Giggling mo- myself. Did you know that that movie came out as a kids movie? It was made as an R movie, and then they edited it down to a kids movie. And it was only in the oh, last couple God. years that they finally released the R rated cut. I can believe that i <laughs> like i can see where they could make the building blocks from it but that's kind of hilarious because yeah. like there's a in the first couple scenes there's a oh it's a, what was it oh it's a testicular standoff and the two guys are just handfuls of each other's nuts like holding on so you're like okay great the other goofy thing was it was i watched two back-to-back movies where the title was not the same as the title card and that was tammy and the t-rex and then it introduces denise richards and has a title card for tanny in the t-rex <laughs> and i was like to the point where i was just like wait what did i just misread that i'm so confused and i had to google it and they're just like no that's just it's it, it i think that they named her tanny and then they're just like well this is dumb why would you do <laughs> why that you um, for tanny? <laughs> why 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 are you doing that because she's then, so tan um, look how tan she is and then the other one was uh, Black Sunday, where it was like the the mask of the devil or something like that pops up, and it's just like that's not the title. I, of the movie I, I, love, I, I love it when that happens. When, it, um, when that happens, you know you're watching the good shit because you're watching whatever title it was before some different distributor like chopped out eight minutes. And yes, you know oh, you're yeah. watching the good shit when you have some weird fucked up title instead of what was on the box. All right, so really quick, we have to share what we're gonna go watch right now. I am uh, a third of the way through Student Bodies which is actually a ton of fun. I don't know if, if you've ever heard of this. This is like basically like the first t- like airplane was big and they went and made an airplane for horror movies. And it doesn't have the pedigree of like airplane or naked gun or stuff like that. But uh, so far it uh, has a lot of very funny jokes and it is way better than like a scary movie that was uh, basically taking this as an um, example uh, like the opening, the, the opening thing of this says that um, the following is a true statement. 
And then it kind of does the scary text, and it's like, last year, Hollywood released 24 horror movies. All of them made money. <laughs> uh, but it, it's really good. It's like it's like a direct satire parody of, like, uh, you know, it's not, it came out in 1981. So it's like it's doing the the slasher and stuff like that, and it's it's very clever. So uh, I, I, I think it'll – I mean, it has enough of eye-rolling jokes like all those movies because they're just throwing shit at the wall. But uh, I'm digging it, and I'm excited to get back to it. Awesome. Yeah, I'm going to watch uh, Grave Encounters and uh, possibly after that, uh, Road Games. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm thinking uh, Jason Goes to Hell is probably what I'll be throwing out because why not? I, nice I want to hear that. I want to hear that one. That one is hated by fans and like I loved it. <laughs> and loved by Aaron. Loved by Aaron. All right. Well, it was fun. We'll see you at the end of the month for a full recap, full ranking, everything else. But uh, we'll see you on the side of probably another like. 300 movies between the two of us. Three of us. <laughs> Bye. Good night, I guess. I sit alone in my four-cornered room staring at candles. Let me drop some like this here. At night I can't sleep. I toss and turn. Candlesticks in the dark. Visions of bodies being burned. Four walls just staring at it. I'm paranoid sleeping with my finger on the trigger. My mother's always dressing, I ain't living right But I ain't going out without a fight See, every time my eyes close, I start sweating And blood starts coming out my nose It's somebody watching the act But I don't know who it is, so I'm watching my back I can see him when I'm deep in the covers When I awake, I don't see them He owns a black hat like I own A black suit and a cane like my own Some might say, take a chill, B But that... There's a trying to kill me I'm popping in the clip when the wind blows Every 20 seconds got me peeping out my window Investigating a joint for traps Taking my telephone for text I'm staring at the woman on the corner It's up when your mind is playing tricks on you Thank you so much for listening to We Love to Watch if you made it to the end, hopefully you liked what you heard today. And if you'd like to hear more, please go to patreon.com slash we love to watch. And if you can chip in a few bucks, that would really help us keep the lights on and keep us moving forward. Uh, it wasn't an implicit threat by Peter. He just didn't know how to say it. But either way, we'll continue to make more. But it would be helpful uh, as we explain to our loved ones where all our money is going, which is all on server space. Uh, <laughs> if you can't, <laughs> uh, if you don't have a few bucks to chip in, we totally understand and you want to support the show show we truly absolutely would appreciate a uh, review on itunes i know every podcast says it and it's because it really does help and so every podcast wants that help so please go leave us a positive review so that when people find this show organically they hopefully want to tune in and listen and thanks again for all of your listenership and support and time throughout the years uh, we really do appreciate you uh, with kisses and smooches peter and aaron <laughs> Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs>